I definitely don't feel like we deserve to be uh, charting and documentary on <laughs> Apple, <laughs> but we are. We hit we hit sixty one on Apple for Uh-oh. documentary. So yeah, nice. that's badass. I feel like there's real documentary podcasts out there that probably are a little pissy. About <laughs> They're like, what the anybody fuck is that's this? behind us is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> it's a, secretly it's a casting couch. Ooh. <laughs> that's a movie we need to make the haunted casting couch <laughs> filled with the shame of thousands of people <laughs> billions uh, of kids died on this couch <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the theme was supposed to be softcore welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid Creepy and paranormal. Welcome back, all you hitchers and drifters, to the United States of Paranormal Podcast, your weekly podcast where we go through the United States of America and hit up everything cryptic, creepy, and paranormal. This is Felipe Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, also known as The Road to New Bows. So this week we have Ashley on. Hello. Ashley needs like a... We got Matt Frisbee, and we had Creepy Kitty, we got Bose, all these people, Golden Jay, the Skywalker, uh, well, Chico Noise, like, she needs some kind of generic, like, creepy name, like, Oh, well, I do Slashley have a nickname, something. but it's not really creepy, like, Joel calls me Cherry, like, that's just, I don't know why, he just started doing that when we first got together, so it's kind of just been my thing, but... That's kind of our thing, but I'm cool. I'm steal your man's thing. I don't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> so not special anymore. I babe. use that for like a lot of Cherry usernames, like so a it's okay. Radio host from like the early '90s, late. I think it was my red 80s. hair that gave him the idea. I could see that. Yeah. Hey, hey, this is Cherry, and you're listening to our KKL. I fucking hope Cherry doesn't sound like that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? So- it's like, like Doctor Girlfriend dude. from fucking Venture Brothers. Like, hey, Doctor. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever seen the Netflix original Hubie Halloween? Oh God, I wish I could say I hadn't. <laughs> oh my but God, but I have. Me and my son love that movie God, so much. Okay, Felipe, we're gonna ask you to leave. <laughs> my terrible taste. I had a bunch of good films in the beginning yeah no you nailed it the first time and then you come at me with hoobies halloween in the fucking sequel i love it i love it because like i grew up on like adam sandler movies and the fact that shaquille o'neal's in there and he does like this sultry like sexy woman voice oh yeah yeah he's the radio show host that sounds like a hot lady and then it ends up being shaquille (laughs) (laughs) o'neal what it's like hey all you guys and then they walk in the studio and shacks behind the thing and you're just like what the fuck (laughs) he's like oh is that your real voice Mm-hmm. Oh God! Who be Halloween man? Oh, that's just. Mm, that was a that was a movie. That was a movie. This is Adam Sandler doing Adam Sandler and just this like a great movie. Yeah. Uh, character choice. I uh, mm, I I can't I can't stand Adam Sandler personally. Oh, it's sorry, almost it's... like you remember uh, Billy Madison, the scene where he's sitting in the bathtub and he's like. Hey, Hey, Mr. Swan. Oh, the yeah. Halloween is like that voice in the tub became a character. Oh. <laughs> That's what I love about that. That movie. is basically it. It is that little character he did in the tub yeah. became a guy who fucking does not trust anything spooky. I have fond memories of Billy Madison and uh, the what was what was the golf movie? Happy Gilmore. Uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, Billy Madison Happy and Happy Gilmore, Gilmore yeah. and Eight Crazy Nights. 
Eight Crazy Nights was not. I can still remember all the songs from Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, yeah. And everything else. <laughs> My favorite was the mascot that guy scene. ever wipes his ass with the wrong hand. <laughs> yes. 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 I do. Uh, no, my favorite was the beginning song and the, the logo song in the mall. Let it out, Davey. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is good shit. Yeah. Every, every other Adam Sandler movie, I just I no. can't get behind. Now, I will say I have not seen The Cobbler, which I heard good things about. Uh, and that's a lot of comedy. Big Daddy's my all-time favorite. Uh, Uncut. I th- I'm about to say, I think he was in Uncut Gems, which I heard yeah. good things about as well. I have not seen his serious films. Uh, Punch Drunk Love is pretty good. I, I enjoyed to that see one. Punch yeah. Drunk Love it's good. when it came out, which was means I was like 11 or 12. And my my mom and all the military moms were like, "Oh, it's a new Adam Sandler movie. It's gonna be something like the kids will laugh at." Military and moms and Punch Adam Drunk Sandler, Love am I right? Was not, <laughs> not at all. Was not an Adam Sandler movie. Like I think I liked like it because team. he wasn't like his typical self in that exactly. one. But my favorite movies for him has always been uh, Big Daddy and Fifty uh, First Dates. Oh, oh yeah, Fifty yeah, First Drew Dates is, yeah. is great. I fucking love both. Of them. I wasn't. I mean. I don't. Where he's crying, driving the boat. Well, you got Sean Aston in Fifty First Dates with his mesh T-shirts and he's on roids and everything. And his lisp. And his lisp. Oh, he fucking killed it. You want to go right now? <laughs> I think I've seen that movie dad. once, and it's it's not like I have anything against it. I just I don't care. It's for fucking it. Sean Aston asking uh, the doctor if it's normal for him to be lactating, and the know. doctor's like, "Just get off the roids, son." And he's like, "I'm not on roids." And <laughs> I, I will say I liked. Uh, Big Daddy. Fucking love that movie. Big Daddy's good. That's uh, one of the first movies that ever made me younger, feel emotional as a kid. I, know, but I, was like, I don't know if I'd still like it today. Oh, it's so Same good. thing with Anger Management. Oh, my God. That's Jack one of Nicholson? my favorites as well. That is. Yeah, oh, yeah. mainly Has because of Jack ones, Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, yeah, I remember Jack Nicholson, but I don't remember, like, I have to rewatch that film and decide yeah. whether or not I still like it as an adult or yeah, not. Yeah, I know debauchery, what you mean. But, like, they're kid, like, the. Their chemistry, Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson's chemistry in the that, movie. Is, yes. It's what it's, makes they that They vibe movie. really well like together. So good. Yeah. yeah. I think Big Daddy holds up. I still watch it all the time. I fucking love it. I might watch it again it's one day. It's got a great we'll cast, see. too. Mm-hmm. I don't watch many films, so it's it's hard to make I can't the time. tell. I do not watch films. <laughs> don't you teach a film class? I just, I, I'm, I'm a busy man. I got stuff to do. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed. I know, uh, <laughs> right? No, no way. <laughs> the, see, the problem is, I don't get much time to myself during the day, and usually that during the daytime that I do have to myself, I'm working, and then in the evening, when I do have personal time, I'm playing games with people and being social and not watching stuff while I'm on playing that games. Note, I seen that you messaged me on Discord later tonight asking, oh, I, yeah. I want to I go on record apologizing to you because I didn't... <clears throat> Uh, you joined my boat and I left yeah. promptly. And I'm not like we we play Sea of Thieves together. We have since oh, Alpha. I'm familiar with I Sea of Thieves. I fucking love this game. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite games ever. Um, uh, last night was date night, and like I was like I pitched date night to Kayla. I was like, she, why? She was like, let's figure something out. And I was like, how about we get on two separate sloops? And this is people that don't play Sea of Thieves isn't gonna give a shit about this conversation. Yeah. But I'm telling it anyways <laughs> uh, because it kind of led into something spooky. Uh, so I was like, for date night, what we'll do is we will compete to see who gets to pick the movie we watch at the end of the night by, we both get on a sloop, our own sloops, uh-huh. and we have, what we want to say, two hours and 30 minutes? Is about thereabouts? Uh, to see who can get the most loot on their boat. Not monetarily, it doesn't have to be monetarily, but uh-huh. like... Items. Items. 
And while we were getting that set up, Matt joined my thing, and I was we were still server hopping at that point, so yeah. I was just like swapped and dropped Matt out, and then I fucking swapped my crew to where nobody could join. <laughs> and like we were on a time management, so I was like, I was like, he'll he'll just he'll understand that I'm doing something, like because he'll yeah. see this. Well, I didn't try to rejoin you after you. <laughs> yeah, I figured he'd get the picture. Yeah. But like we uh, we set out to compete to see who could get the most loot, like two hours and thirty minutes, and uh, and then the winner gets to pick a movie. Okay. Uh. To be fair, if if a sloop didn't try to big dick me uh-huh. and and fuck with me, because like it was out there and she, we we're on the same server together and she saw it, I did not go attack them because I was like I got to get more stuff. Uh-huh. But this grade five reaper decided they were gonna come fuck with me, and I ended up sinking them, and that is the only reason I won. Because literally at the end of the thing, she had already done a temple. Wait, and the only reason you won is to do the th- only thing you can do to win? Well, because like on the time frame that I was on, if he was messing with me and everything. Uh-huh. Oh, you went one against Kayla. I wouldn't have won against Kayla because she had already got to her temple and got her stuff out. She went and did a gold okay. warrior's temple, which has a bunch of loot inside of it and everything. Mm-hmm. This guy was messing with me, so I wasn't doing my stuff that I needed to do. And if it hadn't been for me sinking him and getting all his stuff, because... I managed to get to my temple and get it open, uh-huh. but our timer ran out and I didn't have my stuff on my boat, so I would have been screwed. But me sinking him is what made me win, which leads to me getting to pick my movie, uh-huh. which is in the spooky ass category. I got to pick the erotic Blair Witch Project. <laughs> That's the movie I picked. And you want to talk about horror movie right there? Oh man, this movie. Well, first, first of all, this is this is definitely classified as Skinamax because it would be like something that would come on late night cable television on a sketchy channel, uh-huh. softcore porn. It is what it is, but it's like they made a handy cam movie back in the '90s to be like the Blair Witch, but with boobs. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> but it, this this movie had some weird fucking subplots going on. But listen, I'm sure we all have fond memories about. HBO late night. Waking and up at 3 as, When you're way too young experiencing your first softcore porn. Before For me, you it even was Lord of the G-String. Lord of the oh, G-String. Wow. That's a good one. Uh, I, but do, I do not have those experiences as a child. <laughs> oh, we got Mine was idea. Adult Swim. I got, a, I got <laughs> another story about Cinemax. Inuyasha. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got another Skinamax story that we can circle back to. Yeah. But I digress. Like This movie had weird subplots because it had your basic Blair Witch plot like they're like oh it's rumored there's this witch out here but instead of being that stuff it's like she was so horny the town kicked her out and put her in the woods <laughs> and, and then it's like they get like they interviewed the scariest looking people in real life like this guy that had like meth teeth and he was like uh, just telling his story and it was like, like it's ever since i've been hunting for the blair witch because i want to get that horny again and it's just like oh <laughs> and he had meth teeth, like scary meth teeth. And it was his real teeth. And I was like, oh, did they just find the scariest fucks they could find? And like, read this. How but, are you going to be? I mean, it's realistic. How are you going to be horny after watching that? Uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah. but uh, while they're on their way driving, they're clearly fucking with the radio. And the radio station comes in with like a, a report. And they're still turning the knob. And you see the station changing, but the story doesn't change. It's just like, <laughs> And the sub the the subplot to this thing is like, he's like, in breaking news, a gorilla has escaped from the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? You're like, what the fuck? This is clearly isn't gonna tie into the plot, right? 
oh, later on, <laughs> well, these these chicks are getting like every now and then, like we want to talk about earlier in the other episode, we talked about the scary noise that was the tripods in War of the Worlds. Yeah. Well, when the Blair Witch's horny magic is taking over people, it does this weird jarring noise that sounds like a guy in the woods going, oh, my <laughs> God. with like a sound effect on it. And nice. so when that hits, somebody's about to get hit with like a mean case of the hornies. Uh-huh. And so this <laughs> happens and two of these girls get hit by the hornies in the wood. It's three girls camping together. One of the other girls often, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, they get hit, hit by the hornies and they sit a camera down, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're like, the, the, the shot's way off in the distance. You're like, well, that's like, how, how, that's a horrible shot. But all, and you hear a faint. Oh, oh my no. God. Did you see a gorilla walk? <laughs> there it is. And this motherfucker picks up the camera. <laughs> and he starts filming them. And, like, they don't notice him. Like, one of the girls goes, like, do you hear that? And the gorilla is all of two feet away from them, <laughs> holding the camera and filming them while making gorilla noises, like hardcore gorilla noises. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And, and, like, the lady's like, do you hear something? I'm like, yeah, it's the... Six foot tall gorilla, two feet away from you, <laughs> filming, and like he spontaneously pops up throughout it. Like he just at one point he pops up, finds a bra in the woods, and he gets excited and he walks <laughs> off. He walks off with one of the cameras later on. You just hear him periodically out through this movie of the erotic Blair Witch Project subplot, gorilla oh with like a promising God. career in film. Oh wow! It was but promising then, career in found footage film. To find out, like. To, I had this movie in mind because this is the movie I saw when I was younger. Uh-huh. Apparently, it became a franchise. And the fourth one is the Erotic Blair Witch Project. I shit you not, I cannot make this up. In space. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they Star Wars episode one day. They, they got in, they talked about it. Like, there was these things that happened in the 90s that we thought was a curse by an erotic witch. But it turns out it was just a virus. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like... They're going like, in so many directions with this. Like, I was like, uh, okay, uh, I'm sold. Uh, I will. I am going to watch two and three you just were, to get to four. So, so, so you're going to watch these movies and then shit on Adam Sandler? Because <laughs> <laughs> these movies know what they are. They're a little confused. It's I don't know why the gorilla. Like, they're not trying to. I want to know if the gorilla comes back, too. Impress anybody. I want to know if the gorilla space. comes back. I want to know if he gets to space, too. But I need to watch two, three, and four. Like Sharknado. Do people still Pretty make much. softcore porn? Oh, is that? I'm I mean, sure. OnlyFans exist, yes, but I mean, like these big, uh, big these like, productions. As long like as that. cable has, exists, like, cable softcore porn will exist. Because <laughs> there's people that are like, like, oh, it's not really porn, <laughs> so it's not bad. It's Jesus so, is looking, but <laughs> I know this isn't a porn podcast, and I'm apologizing, <laughs> but dude. Like it is. <laughs> I have seen so I can't soft, see everything. It, it doesn't was, count. It was like you, clearly they're like, listen, it's soft. It's fine. Core. This is a soft core porn. You, yeah, <laughs> they're like, you can see boobs, <laughs> and you can else. you can mime stuff, but you don't mime it good. <laughs> be <laughs> like, if you're man. going downstairs, you better be hitting like right below belly button, like clearly nowhere near the bits, <laughs> and you're just like. It's just like as an adult, you're like, oh man, you're like, you're not even trying, dog. But as, but as a, like a preteen, that stuff pops on. You're like, this is, this whoa, is intense. This is, this, is this is the real stuff, man. It's like, oh, so this is my sexual awakening. Yeah. He's turning that cap around. It's like, fucking Ash, catch him this shit, man. Come on, <laughs> it's go yeah. time. So, moral of the story is, I want it pirating. So we watch the erotic Blair Witch Project. Okay. okay. And now okay. I have to watch two, three, and four because I got to know if the gorilla gets to space. You I have to. I will say. 
I did not try to join you or anything after the left. See, I told you he'd that, get it. He'd understand. Uh, as I was like, okay, he's probably server server hopping to find a good server. Uh, he <clears> may <throat> hop in the Discord once he finds something. Uh, but also, Kayla wasn't showing up on the Discord, so I was like, okay. Maybe they've got people over, and Logan doesn't want to deal with them, but he doesn't want to get on comms because of it. So, whatever, I'll let him be. And then I just played Fallout 76, Fallout 76 with Kane. This one's the cryptids in it, right? It does. It's got Mothman. Nah, there's cool. a whole Mothman event. Well, there's more right than now. Mothman. There, there's also, like, a mole person yeah. and stuff, too. So, I would like to take this moment, because it is free on Xbox Game Pass, uh, to try and convince y'all to join us on Fallout 76 sometime. That is a multi. I've never played Fallout. It is Fallout. multiplayer. I have never played any Fallouts. Well, this could be a good time. It it it, it, I, it had a very bad rollout, and it's been a couple of years since it came out. As do most games nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems pr- it's pretty fun, and it feels like playing a Fallout game, and the multiplayer aspect uh, makes it really fun. And now I will take this branching off point to mention, because you also haven't played Skyrim, right? Isn't yeah, that correct? I never played Skyrim. A big multiplayer mod just released for Skyrim. <laughs> You using this podcast like to sell no me on businesses anymore? <laughs> I, see, my thing is, is I have not been for since my days in Sega. I have not been a solitude gamer. Well, that's I, that's, I liked when I when I finally got a PlayStation Two after everybody else had had one forever. Uh-huh. All the games I played were basically multiplayer. I was playing Dragon Ball Z Budokai. I was playing War of the Monsters. Yeah. I was playing Rad. Oh, I get. It. I have a hard yeah. time playing single player games now as well because again that time I get. To myself, when my son goes to sleep, I'd rather spend it being social last, and doing social. Right. Last solo yeah. player game I played was I was trying to do a playthrough of the original Bioshock, which I love. Yeah. But I just never made it through all but of it. But now, I had the idea of we can set you up as the host for Skyrim, and you can go through the story and the side quests and stuff. And we can fuck around and gang gang on everybody. <laughs> and we, we can create, because you can play with up to five people. We are not we the people. We can create an absurd party in that game. We are not the people, video game wise, that you want to roll up on in anything because we are the worst kind of human beings in video games. <laughs> <laughs> we literally the other Ruthless. night. Literally the other night, I, I hid on this thing. This is big Athena thing, which is like a higher-up mission mm-hmm. with good payout, with loot that is the only way you raise up in rank in a certain faction. And you can tuck, which is like hiding, but you can, like there's a emote where you put a barrel over yourself and you just look like a barrel. And I just sat right where these people were about to oh. get their, they were doing a PVE thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a certain item they needed to finish this quest. They were at the end of the quest. Now, I wanted the chest, which wasn't quest-oriented at all. just pays out good. Right. So I got my chest. And I was like, I go to leave. I was like, got my chest. I got to leave. And I'm like, wait. And I set it down. <laughs> I went over to the PVE item that was going to finish her thing. I was like, I'm taking this too. <laughs> and then this guy, he catches this guy comes by me later after I've already sold the chest and I still has I still have his his quest item. Well, technically I hit his quest item right by where they were and they didn't know it was there. And they're like, listen, uh, I was like, no, they're like, what are you doing? You want to do this? And I was like, no, I already took your thing and sold it. And like, oh cool, but can we have our quest item back? And I was like, yeah, sure. I buried it over on this island, go get it. So they leave where the item is actually hidden. And they go there, and I just pick it up, and I take it, and uh, I just rose from Titanic, that shit. I just dropped it in the ocean and just kept on trying. The other night, we stopped. You you convinced that ship to anchor and stop to let us board. Because he told them if they they just gave us one item, we'd let them be. (laughs) 
We didn't let them be. Well, to be fair, it's a game about pirates. Don't trust a pirate. Yeah. It's not my fault you panicked and listened to me. When the person's been chasing you for 30 minutes, like, anchor, give me one specific thing, and we'll let you go. And you're like, sounds legit. And you throw yeah. the anchor down, that's on you. Yeah, Take th- what and, you can, and, and, and they had hit it. Back. Yeah, they yeah. were clever. They had, they had buried their item. And so they said, hey, uh, if you let us keep our stuff, we'll uh, let him go off and turn the stuff in. We'll take you to, uh, I'll take you to where it's buried. <laughs> yeah, and I told him, I was like, I was like, or I can kill you and you'll drop your map. And the guy was like, oh, fuck, it works like that, doesn't it? And I was like, <laughs> I was like yes, it does. <laughs> and I shoot him, and he's like, fair enough. You guys got us, son of a bitch. <laughs> so it is what it is. And those are some of the more mild things we've done to people yeah. in that game. Uh, but we're also not vo- we're not volatile to where we're yelling at people and being mean for the dude. Like yeah. you run into some Xbox, sketchy people like Halo online. online, dude. Like those for like multiplayer games. Like that was the biggest multiplayer game I've ever played. Oh yeah, Halo oh, Three. Yeah. 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 If playing on that, dude, the freaking chat rooms on that shit. That was back when, before they, when Halo 3 originally hit, that was before Party was a thing. Yeah. So if you wanted to talk to people, everybody was out there. So you I met some days. people. And you met some racist And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens. You met every 10-year-old that learned the yeah. N-word for yeah. the first yeah. time. That happens in Sea of dude. Thieves. Like, if you find somebody with an open mic, it's more likely than not they're going to call you a racial slur. Oh, yeah. Then we were having a good night fighting with somebody. It was going good, and then it went south hard. <laughs> and we were like, whoa. And then oh, we got some people perma-banned. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, he was all friendly, like. Oh, yeah, you sunk my ship. Hey, can you give me a ride to the nearest port? And I was like, like no. no. And it's like, you proceeds to scream slurs at us. <laughs> <laughs> letting you okay. on my boat. It's like, you just let pirates on your boat and how to pay out for you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, we'll, uh, hmm. we'll pull away from video games. <laughs> uh, but, Ashley. Yes. Favorite horror movies? Top three. Oh, goodness. Um... I would see... I'm more of a TV show person, and Fair. I fell in love with haunting on hill house y'all keep talking about it and i'm like it makes me want to go rewatch it um eventually so, matt will i'd like to just watch i loved it. the first I've season i haven't even watched he's it. only got two episodes in <laughs> also yeah. i'm like really bad at remembering things if i only watch it once so i probably need to watch rewatch a bunch of things including that one um and i think i heard y'all mention um oh what's that movie that has the like the vampires at the end uh from Dusk Till Dawn? From Dusk yeah. Till Dawn. I love that movie. That was a great movie. It's yeah, definitely so. up there. I've heard great I recently about rewatched the TV it. Show based on it. It's so it's good. Oh my God. I, I have not seen it. It's so. really, really good. Um, I need to finish that as well. Um, I had gotten pretty far in, but they really drag everything out even further. I mean, the movie's already kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. That um, movie just does something that I love in film that the you feet don't scenes. see. <laughs> Often. <laughs> what? The feet scenes? Oh, yeah. Tarantino. It's, uh, I, I think another movie that does uh, something, does this great, is um, At World's End. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, where it's, you think it's one movie going into it, and it spends like half the movie making mm-hmm. you think it's this. Like building so, it up to it. Yeah. So, Dust Till Dawn, you think it's a, a, mm-hmm. a movie where they're on the run from the law. Yeah. Yeah. I had and no then, idea what I was getting into when I watched yeah. that movie. <laughs> you get to that bar, and shit just goes yes. bonkers. Yes. Well, it's like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. You, oh. Cabin in the Woods. It was so much deeper. It's like, what? Yeah, it the? starts off like this, and then, and then you start seeing these people in the office, and you're like, what the fuck are they on about? 
Uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, who's got mermaids? And, and you're like, what the what the fuck? And the, then you got fucking Thor fucking hitting the force field when he goes to jump the yeah, canyon. Yeah. And I'm you're just like, everybody. <gasps> and you're, you're like, what all right, the fine. Yeah, just, I, yeah, that one with the unicorn great. where the unicorn comes in for the kills. Like, oh shit, there is a unicorn. Oh, I just yeah. love that scene where the guy finally gets his mermaid. They're like, man, they keep telling him, like, dude, don't be upset about it. the cleanup on mermaids is horrible. And yeah. then at the end, that guy's <laughs> laying on the ground, and you just hear a wet slop. No. And it's that mermaid just slowly crawling <laughs> towards him. And it bites him, and the blood starts <laughs> going out of its fucking. I know, it's, it's like breather or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was I just <laughs> fucking amazing. I love films that do that. And there's, yes. I don't think there's enough that do it, but when they come, they are absolutely treasures. I watched they it are. in the perfect you setting um, because my roommate at the time, like, she's a movie buff. So she was making me watch all these Quentin Tarantino films. And I think this was specifically a Rob, Robert. <laughs> Rodriguez something or another I can't remember um, uh, it's like one of the people he works with a lot that did that one but um, yeah she didn't tell me anything leading up to it and I was just like oh this is just some like drama type thing or yeah like you said like running from the law and then and then I could just see her like, getting worked up and I'm like what's about to happen uh -huh. <laughs> and the fact that it was just like a small little chunk at the end I feel like it just didn't take up very much time. And I'm like, well, what? <laughs> like my mind was it's, just blown. It's stuff like that that it's fun to introduce friends to. Yes. Yeah. And watch yes. It. It's she like wanted that, to see my reaction. It's like that. Yeah, I made that's like what there's, yeah, I, think I made like four. five people watch that documentary about that girl that was like kidnapped like five times by the same oh, dude. God. Oh, God. I, he's one of the people I made watch In it. plain sight. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, that was painful to see. Just, through, dude. I just wanted to. The whole time I was watching that thing was literally just me going, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" Just over and over again. So I made people watch it. Parents of the year. <laughs> yeah, specifically, watch it with me again, so I could watch them. Because just to watch them get to the part where the dad's like. Well, he said he needed relief, so that's what friends do for and he does the, he makes <laughs> And then just have the person I have watch just look at me and throw their hands up, and I'd be like, What is this? What is this shit? What the dude this? was doinking the dad, the mom. They were letting him take the kid. It was just... I know. It's like, how... Uh, but yeah. it tracks that Matt likes movies that bury the lead like that. Because one of the comic books that Matt has always been like, I want yes. this, and he had it framed on his wall for the longest time. I still have it in frames. Yeah. It's not up on my wall right now, Marvel but Marvel Apes, which is a comic book about a universe that is all the Marvel heroes, but they're all different like monkeys and apes. Okay, so you're reading it. You've got a, a character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that yeah. was an ape that gets chunked into this world. And at first he's like, oh, this is amazing because it's a world of people like me. Yeah. And then they're like, shit's a little weird. <laughs> and like in the and like laws are a bit funky because it's primal and stuff and like there's there's spider monkey there's Captain yeah. Ape America right and you're like okay I got what's going on I got what's going on and then it gets to the last issue and they M Night Shyamalan the fuck out of you because <laughs> you're like you're like okay it's apes it's apes it's apes and then it's like Captain Ape America turns around and he has vampire fangs. What and the he, fuck is and, this? And he's like, he's like, I'm a vampire. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of fucking Marvel superheroes that are monkeys and apes, and like half of them are fucking vampires. <laughs> and they're like secretly taking in other non-vampire monkeys and apes and sucking the blood out of them. And it's just like, what what the fuck just happened? Based off of principle, I hate that, but I love oh. it at the same time. That's what's so great about it. It is the Sharknado of comic books. Because you never see that shit <laughs> yeah, coming like, from what? a mile away. You came 
for Marvel Apes. You were like, fuck it, I'll read a book with Spider yeah, Monkey like and Captain America. Like, okay, it's dumb, but let's see what's going on. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like come on, yes, come on. yes, Spider Monkey, I am a gorilla, but I'm also a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, fuck, you got me. You got me. I, I didn't see this shit coming. Oh. Yeah, it's so fantastically stupid. <laughs> oh, it was fucking it. gnarly. A, a movie, man. if any of you haven't seen, I highly recommend uh, watching. It's called Sorry to Bother You. Oh my god. Oh, yes. Fuck you for making me Dude, watch that, that mind fuck of a movie. <laughs> to just That horse. movie is amazing. Um, That's horror. The, that is horror. Uh, I think it is. It, it is. It can be. Like, psychological, it is like, torment. Also, like, oh it is also god. body horror. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, without giving anything away, it's just a fantastic movie. The director is a friend of a friend, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. What so streaming got, service would that be found on? Oh, last Hulu, I think Hulu. It's on Hulu. Hulu? Oh, okay, yeah. I've got Hulu. Yeah. So we got you said Haunting Hill House. And yes. You said uh, from dusk till dawn. dawn. Um, and I don't know if I have a third because like I'm not it was as well versed on movies as y'all are, but. Something that Kayla was saying that kind of struck me a little bit as me being the same is like I kind of like the whole Saw type movies as well. Anything that's like shock film. value, I don't yeah. know why, but I, I if I could put that in a totally like different, that. it's like in a different category for me. But I I know I don't really like jump scares, so like anything with storylines. Oh, actually, I take that back. I really liked the It movie. I mean, because yeah. of the story and the, the flashbacks, yeah. I just love that stuff. Yeah, Anyone that says they like jump scare movies, you that's about a huge Scars red flag. It's like, Scar, you can't trust them it for or, shit. Uh, I mean, I've seen Scar, the Scar, old one Scar, and Scar. the new one. I haven't seen the second one yet. I still need to, but. So you watched the Tim Curry miniseries? No. Yeah. I haven't that's, seen that. that. That's good. I'll that's have good. to watch that. It's worth it. Yeah, I just like the. I like the. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was a movie. Maybe it's a there movie. is a movie. Yeah. There is a miniseries as well. But huh. I'm thinking maybe the movie was the one that had Tim Curry and not the miniseries. Yeah, okay. Tim Curry was the original one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. he was okay. definitely but, the original. Uh, I like that's one of those ones where it's hard to pick because they both have their merits. But I like the acting in the newer ones. Yeah, because yeah. you had great kid actors and great yeah. adult yes. actors, which could not be said about the original ones. Yeah. I really feel like the adults in the original it. Sucked. Oh no! Maybe. I think the original It is a boring movie. I think the only fun scenes in that movie Tim is Curry. when Tim Curry, Curry. is yeah, doing stuff. Yeah, and it's that's it. the thing is, is they both do great jobs as Pennywise. Both very different Pennywise. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And the voice that fucking Skarsgård landed on was rough. That hey there, Georgie, and it's oh. just like, oh no, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that movie has scarred some kids. I know. And like, yeah, the, the, I was pretty the, young when I watched it. It's another it. movie where I see a kid that they get his arm ripped off, and I was let's look over. I'm like. Good for them. Yeah, the sound, the soundtrack, the soundtrack, the sound design yeah. for that movie was good. Oh, the, na, 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 oh yeah, like, I, I, I will say like, good. yeah. Well, also older to younger casting wise, they or younger to older casting wise, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like you had Wolf Finn Wolfhard, yeah, as a character, and then when he grows up, it's uh, what's his name for fucking SNL? Uh, I can't remember his name. Either. Bill Hader. Bill oh, Hader okay. played him, and that is a great. Young actor to old actor, like having them play you can each see other, them, like uh-huh. they correlate oh, well. It fucking yeah. nailed it. And also with uh, it was Professor X was who was the main character. 
as the adult uh, from the new X Men movies. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. him from kid actor to him, that fucking nailed it too. It's just like it looked like it could be him. It yeah, seemed yeah. like him. I actually hadn't watched Chapter Two yet. You need to. It's I good. know. I keep, I I thought I'd get to go see it in the theaters, and things just I things just kind of happened where I didn't get to, and I just I, I just haven't had the chance to get around to watching it. It's but one of those things I really where like everybody was worried about them redoing it, but then they nailed it. It wasn't yeah. like Pet Cemetery where they redid it and they whiffed it hard. Because yeah. they turned they when they redid they really, Pet Cemetery, they they fucking, did it so dirty, dude. They did. They like <clears throat> the old one is still fucking horrifying. Oh yeah, and then the new one they just went for like I don't even know how to explain it. Really, they took one of my favorite movies and they just did. They just took away what made it good and they just kind of went for like body sh- horror yeah. and like stuff that it wasn't like shock factor. It yeah. wasn't like intim- intense or built any kind of thing. It was just like oh, yeah, that's why I've action. never had interest in watching the e- the new Evil Dead because it just it. I love all of the e- the original the Evil thing, Dead films. I like the new Evil but, Dead, but yeah. especially because it was Sam Raimi. It was him being like, this is what I would have done if I had budget and yeah. all this back in the day. He was like, he, was he like, brought it, it, dude. He was like, he this is what it. it ended up being campy and a cult horror film because it looked campy because of what we had. Mm-hmm. He was like, mm-hmm. but this movie right here is what I had in mind. So he was <laughs> like, I wanted people to be fucking scared and this being gnarly and still overzealous blood. He sticks oh, with yeah. it. Yeah. And I think they're they're they should be viewed separately. Mm-hmm. But that new one, and I'm not a body horror fan. Yeah, that fucking, one. it was a horrifying movie. Yeah. It was a, and it was great. Just well, that's it. I'm not. It just rains blood. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, I, I don't like body horror. It's not my thing. I don't care for it. I, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's over the top to me. I, I, I enjoy camp. Body horror is, just, yeah. It, that's never been my thing. That's why I don't like Saw. I don't like. Mm. Hostel or those other films. I think there's a point where it becomes just like too gratuitous, and it's like, dude, they're adding. Yeah, I I see that. There's intentional like where it's there's intentional gratuity, and then there's like, like they were trying to like push the budgets, like Mm -hmm. let's get all of our money out of this budget. Well, that's it. It it, it feel to me, it feels like the more blood we have, the more money we make. Well, it can be done tastefully. There's three scenes, like to say that there's three scenes that like live rent free in your head. For the rest of forever, <laughs> yeah, is saying something for the film itself because there is a scene with the porcelain of a toilet, in that movie, fucking will haunt me forever. There is a scene with a fucking needle and an eyeball oh. that will oh, no. haunt me forever. And That's then there is the, the licking the razor blade. Yeah, all three of those permanently. I, I think burnt that, in the back of yeah, my. The needle. one for me is the the razor blade scene, dude, Ooh. because it was just so like detailed and close up. Well, yeah, just like, but that needle is like a needle like this long, like yeah. a good like three inches, and you, this guy just. Is like slow pulling it out oh of his eye, God. and it's just like. Have you ever seen um, <laughs> uh, Fire in the Sky? No, I haven't. It's a good like alien flick about like a really well documented. I'm always up for alien flicks. Yeah. yeah, and the scene in it where they're like, he's having traumatic flashbacks of where they're experimenting on. There's a needle in the eye scene. That's I mean it's it's intense. You're just like it can't happen. Fast enough. I like, get it over with. God See, damn it. I have I have uh, some mild form of trypnophobia, which is a fear of needles. Tryptop- oh, oh, okay. okay. I thought I'm you said like, tryptophobia yeah. first. Or, so, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, trypnophobia. Okay. okay. Um, so if I watch somebody administer a shot on somebody else or myself, if I watch somebody get a tattoo, mm-hmm. um, I start to pass out. Oh. 
I have the same. I didn't know this until ironically watching an episode of Supernatural. I can watch. I cannot watch uh, certain kinds of cuts. Uh, usually self mutilation, like if somebody's cutting their arm or something, mm-hmm. fucking freaks me out. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene in Supernatural, the one where they find out that they had a brother. Remember? Uh huh. And oh, it turns ghouls? out they were ghouls, right? Yeah. Well, they fucking. There was a scene. I'm sitting next to my mom in my living in our living room, invited, and. The scene where the ghoul cuts Sam down his arm deep. Yeah, I remember that. And all of a sudden, I just feel all the blood leave my face. (laughs) And, like, I'm just, like, I feel white, and my mom just looks at me. And I'm, like, I was, like, I don't feel good. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) I felt like I was going to eat shit. Yeah, no, that's, well, that's exactly how it feels if you start to pass out. You feel the blood leave your Your face. face. You start to get tunnel vision. Uh, That's exactly, that's the first stage of me, and I thankfully never passed out, but Man, I've come close multiple times. That it's embarrassing when that happens at a, tar- a tattoo <laughs> parlor. You're like a complete yeah. bitch. You're just, uh, uh, yeah, like I, you're not even help for people. Like, I can't control this. Good. It's a bodily like, reaction. I've been there with like significant others uh, as they got tattoos, and I had to leave the room because I was like, like that though, because it's like self harm triggers me. Mm. But like, I can do stuff myself and be fine. Because there's been moments where there's been a moment where I've burnt. Wounds closed on myself. There's been yeah. a moment where at work I've cut a bone. It's clip almost like out you're in myself. control of it. And that doesn't bug me. But yeah. now I watch somebody else do it. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, I can, I yeah. can give myself the, the shot and be fine. Mm-hmm. I can watch the needle go and everything. How do you feel about the uh, scene from Hereditary? Sorry, uh, where she's. Oh, I'm sitting next to the love of my life, and she can go fuck herself. <laughs> I've, that, I've that, never seen that. Uh, uh, something else that really uh, ooh, made me feel bad. Up there. Yeah, Fucking something else that made me really feel bad about yeah. myself. Um, this was after we graduated, but my wife cut her thumb off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my. It was still on a little bit. <laughs> it was hanging on by a tendon. There was no lead up to that. We were at the hospital. <laughs> well, luckily, yeah. And hospital. the doctors came in and was kind of messing with it and inspecting yeah. it. Yeah, look at that. And I almost passed out in the hospital room. <laughs> and had to walk out and sit in the hallway. Well, you Dude, lived uh, with you lived with me. Uh, I don't know if you were home when it happened. I know I think Caleb was home and Derek was home. I don't know if you were when I worked at the motor place. Oh yeah, after, no, I was there. No, okay, okay. So oh, oh, my side of when that when, when you came home, like so, I was the one who was home. It was only it was yeah, yeah, it was me, you and me because I had left. I was still in high school at the time. This is my senior year. I had got off early from school. It was like one of the last few days of school. <laughs> And I was in the backyard working on a car that a friend had given me. And uh, he comes home like, dude, why are you home so early? And he was pale in the face and he I looked look sick. like I just came home from Nom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Shell shock and oh, everything. Oh, dude, it was fucking gnarly. What I work, it was a motor, uh, a mower place, an ATV place I worked. And uh, there's this dude working on a mower underneath it, right? Like something, like, something was happened yeah, with the good. fucking <laughs> blades. Something I don't know what was wrong. All I know is his name was Beans, and I was near him, and I'm walking by him, and he's underneath the thing. He's working, and all of a sudden you just hear the mower kick on. Oh my oh. god! And something had happened where he was working on it, and what he did tripped this thing, and it engaged, Ooh. and he had his hand up in it, and basically what happened, it kicked on, and it cut off. A good chunk of half, half yeah. his hand. And so, Blender Laws, that top half his hand that got cut off is going to be coming back down. Yeah. So, uh, it all came back down in people confetti. 
And <laughs> all I hear is my boss screaming and Bean screaming. He's like, grab his legs, grab his legs. And I help grab his legs and I pull him out. And when I pull him out, I see bits of people hand and oh. his hand is white. And I instantly threw up right then and there while oh I had this man's legs God. in my hand. That is an appropriate reaction. Absolutely. And like, it just like, I literally, that, I don't even remember that drive home. <laughs> like, I just got you there. You just block it out. It out. Yeah. And yeah. like, I see Matt and Matt's like, what is wrong with you? And I was just like, I just took me a second to explain it to him. And I was like, and I was not all right for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, I, that, that, that is truly the only time I've ever seen another human being like actually genuine like trauma yeah yeah like something just happened to you and you have not coped with it oh i just sat on the couch in the house and was just like staring at my shoes even when my wife like (laughs) cut her took her thumb off she like not to sit here and gush on my wife she is way stronger of a human being than i am (laughs) well i mean she's still an rn right no 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 she actually uh she she's she cut her thumb off being a butcher yeah oh so she she stopped doing medical stuff uh to be a butcher because it was better paying so uh surprise (laughs) yeah and uh you're still seeing body parts very a couple weeks after she like finished training and stuff for it uh she was working and the band saw she was using to cut meat she was doing it overnight so this is like Uh, two in the morning three in the morning the bandsaw malfunctioned and it like lurched forward and into her thumb. Jesus. And uh, my wife, uh, very calm. Sit in. No, yeah, no. Well, I, I bet mean, she at this point, like a you're dealing with shock. So, yeah, yeah. You just. But I mean, she wraps her. She wraps her thumb. She tracks down her boss. He's got headphones in, so she kicks him in the ass and gets his attention and says, "Hey, wow. take me to the hospital." Ugh. And she was. I mean, she was not fine, fine, but, she was but pro- em- handling. emotionally, she was handling herself. She was solid. Well, yeah. She was what she yeah. she needed to be. Things yeah. didn't things didn't hurt until they started giving her shots yeah. to numb the area, yeah. or she didn't show pain until it's they. It's like they okay, gave her I'm in a safe to... place now. My yeah. body can relax. Well, if it were me. I would have been wailing and screaming <laughs> yeah, and crying the fair, entire goddamn time. I feel like to be fair, that's what you think, but the human brain yes, is there's a reason that your body does that is amazing because like it's, we were talking yeah. about just a second ago, like being able to like I was talking about how I burnt closed wound. Yeah, you were in discord with me. Yeah, I remember when, when that you happened. did that. Yeah, I was home alone with my kids who were extremely tiny. This bit, their mom was gone. Uh, off doing her own thing. And I was walking down the stairs with an old clay pot like that put plants in and stuff. And yeah. my asshole neighbor's kids had left a Coke bottle on the stairs. Ooh. Okay, so I have trash in my hand in this old clay pot. I step on this fucking bottle and I fall down these stairs. Ooh. And before when I fell, the pot went out of my hands and it shattered. Well, I get to the bottom of the fucking stairs. I'm like, my fucking leg hurts so goddamn bad. Yeah. I'm like, I, I think maybe I sprained it. Maybe yeah. I broke it. And then I look down and I have a huge wedge of ceramic pot Ooh. sticking um. in my fucking calf. And oh, Jesus. Let me guess. As soon as you saw it, it immediately became sprain, worse. Buddy. So I've got, I've got kids asleep in the house. I've got nobody there with me. And this thing is just sticking, in <laughs> and it's like it's good. It's a good wedge yeah. of pot just sticking in my leg, and I'm like, I'm gonna pull this out, and I'm going to bleed everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So in my brain, I was like, I've seen westerns. I know what I'm doing. 
I fucking put the fucking kitchen knife on the fucking stove, and I heat Sear it up. That shit oh, shit. And no. I'm talking to Matt and Caleb as I'm doing that. I'm like, I was like, if I pass out, <laughs> call nine one one. Call nine one one. And I did the generic shit. I mean, on my life, I bit on a wooden spoon. <laughs> And I fucking pulled it out, and I stuck that bitch to my leg. Ramboed that shit. Cauterized it. Hey, and fuck, you know what? It fucking works. I mean, yeah. It fucking yeah. sucked. There's but a reason it it's worked. like yeah. portrayed in my kitchen looked like a fucking things. crime scene because there was blood, blood everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And it was it was a it was a process, but I was calm Ooh. the whole time because I was on the thing with him. Yeah. I was like, this fucking sucks, and I was like, and this is gonna hurt, but I was fine. Well, I can fortunately say. I have never and will hopefully never have to be in a situation yeah. where I find out how well I take a severe yeah. injury. And now I, I got a big butcher knife-sized burn mark on the side <laughs> of the leg for the rest of I it. know how I handled it when I was worried when I got out of high school and I went to work on the pipeline and uh, I watched a guy get run over by a bulldozer. <laughs> and, he got toothpaste. Yeah, oh. it, exactly how you That's think. That's traumatizing yeah. just to no, see. Yeah. I, was, I was 18. Uh... We had just stopped for our lunch break, and he was grading the hill. <clears throat> and someone had left like a piece of a big piece of rebar right in the middle of the hill where he was grading. I don't know why he did it. I guess he thought he had enough time, oh, or he didn't lock it out, didn't do a function lockout or nothing on that equipment. He just hops out real quick, goes to move the thing, and his he turns his back. I mean, we all saw it happen because we're sitting down in the shade, watching him do this. I'm like, what is he doing? And he hops out. And, you know, he just starts running in front of the thing, and we notice, like, it's still moving. Like, you know, on a slant, it starts to move down, and it freaking catches him leg. And we're maybe, oh, my God, like 80 yards away. And so we just start sprinting because he's screaming, help, help, help. And we start running. Everyone is running to him. And by the time, I mean, we couldn't get to him fast enough, and it just right over the top of him. And it was, like, toothpaste, but... Oh yeah, no, like yeah. everything yeah. out the front of it. It is the law oh. of toothpaste. You're gonna roll something up. It, yeah, stuff's yeah. gonna come out somewhere. I Physics. have never. I and I, again, I hope to never have to. It's the. Watch it's crazy die. that the most stuff like that happens from just a stupid split second decision. And yeah. that's really what it was. And was avoidable crazy. accidents. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a hundred percent avoidable. Like. Anyone, he could have called anyone of us over there. Hey, right, come move this for is, me. You get comfortable with stuff you do. And you get. I wonder if there was a speech at the next safety yeah. meeting. <laughs> yeah, and the, here's here's the thing. I won't say the company or anything like that, but we were so far behind on production that we couldn't shut down. So the next day, they're like, "Hey, this is what happened. There's someone here at the office that can talk to you guys to counsel with it, but we gotta finish this job exactly. and wow. shit's Corporate gotta keep America. moving." Yeah, that's terrifying. No, when I was when I was a forklift operator, uh, they made us watch videos of people dying oh to hammer God. home yeah, safety. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And one of the worst videos I had to watch was this. Uh, it was a guy on a large forklift that was like a, it was like a container forklift, mm-hmm. and he was he was doing his job correctly, but well, maybe not. It's hard to say. <laughs> well, maybe not if he's dead. No, no, he's not there dead. There had to have he's been a lesson the there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what the what the regulations are for him moving the containers, but yeah. the container was blocking his view. Yeah. yeah what happened was a man who had his face in a clipboard walked out in front of him. Oh, Jesus. And the, the most like heart-wrenching part of that video was seeing what might have been a foreman or somebody on site ran to go help stopped about halfway there 
turned around and threw his hat to the ground and his clipboard. Yeah. And like you like it was it was like Yeah, exactly. And it's like just the the emotions that that man must have been going through. Jeez. Yeah. It, it's it's one thing when you're obviously the person experiencing it and another person as like a bystander. I mean, we were running as fast as we could to this guy and it's just it was too big of a distance. Nobody could do anything. Yeah. I remember maybe about halfway there and it rolls over the top of him and he's gone. And I remember just throwing up everything I had, mm. had for lunch just in everywhere. I went pale. You can't take that memory me. back either. It's no. it's in there. I remember because this this happened in I can't say where it happened. It happened in Carrizo Springs, Texas, right out by the border. We went back to my brother's because I was working with my brother at the time. We went back to his RV and proceeded to get fucking blackout drunk. Yeah, Understandable. He's like, Dude. he's like he had seen it a couple times. He's like, you're gonna want to forget some of this, and I don't, and I. I don't know. I guess I'm cursed like that. I remember fucking. Oh yeah, no, it just mm. burns Zach there. It's, uh, it's fucking. It's that's there. Yeah. one of the main things you'll always remember. On these yeah. somber notes, let's get into the yeah. No, no, what a <laughs> dark turn. Oh, on that, one more note before we go on, because you're talking about the needle thing. In Atwood, Indiana, we had a fourth grade fucking teacher that every year would show her class an eye surgery that she had. She had a video of it. <laughs> I don't know why and how they let her do this shit. And my sister watched the same video I watched. She went to the same school every year. She would, after she had that surgery, she would sit her students down and be like, here's a video of my eye getting cut open and doing this and show it to a bunch of fucking fourth graders. I wonder if all so the fourth, fourth graders, graders warned the younger kids, like, by the way, when you get up to this grade, you're going to see a video. Her telling my third grade ass that oh, in fourth grade she's going to show you a video of her eye getting cut open did not prepare me for what was on that cassette. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when my friend in middle school showed me, like, two girls, one cup. It's like, dude, you got to check out this No, <laughs> That's a different breed of whore. <laughs> yeah, that's a... I, you can't prepare for it. Well, on this longer, like that's something I don't get how people can, like Darwin Award stuff. Uh, I know there. The, uh, I think there was a movie or something that was called Faces of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, Faces a of subreddit death. where you can Four go Chan and just watch shit. people die. Mm. How can you just elect to go watch people die and be okay? Yeah. I don't know. I People's brains are that, all built yeah, differently. Yeah, there's a part yeah. of their brain that just isn't quite like it's some, cross the wires. same way that you can set plans with somebody driving five hours <laughs> out and be like, <laughs> "I'm gonna go get food instead." <laughs> People's brains work different. Yeah. Different chemistry. The same way that there's people that can go and murder people and sleep yeah. fine at night. Uh, yeah, just, it's those people. <laughs> I just I, I never want to be like that. Like I, I want. I, like, I, chances I want, are, if you're not like that already, you're not. Yeah, so. you're not gonna be like. Yeah, that. you don't so. ever have to question yourself. Like, I want to <laughs> feel bad. Like anytime I witness or come close. I to think the first accident. time. Maybe it's to like death. they they have trouble feeling things in general. So like that's yeah. the only thing. The, the that first really gets time I ever saw a human being die was in school. In high school. I know, this is a great episode. I don't want to tell my story I hope I didn't bring this dark energy. I was was in health class. Health class? No, it was a history class. World history class. And our teacher made us watch a video about the Vietnam War. And one of the clips in this video were executions. And the shit they used to be able to show. Yeah, I know. I feel like today, like that doesn't fly. It's going to happen. You see this soldier, and a bunch of American soldiers are lined up, and this Korean soldier is talking. You don't understand what he's saying. And then he just walks up, he gets his hands up, and everything puts his weapon to somebody's head and pulls the trigger. 
and you just see the man drop while a fountain of blood is coming out of his head. Okay, that trumps uh, my eye video from fourth grade. I, mean, and, uh, I do know that well, I wasn't in fourth grade when this happened. I was in this is maybe my junior year of high school. So Jeez. I was much much more able to handle something like that. There used but to be again, some sketchy stuff on YouTube too. Oh like yeah, I had before. friends that would like look up people like drinking bleach and then just vomiting blood and I'm like Oh, I mean, you used to see like this? I used to see videos pop up on like TikTok and oh, yeah. on YouTube of like, oh, here's a person minding his own business and is suddenly taken out by a tire. It's like you know that person is dead. Oh yeah. Why would you show this? Listeners were on this note. If you were one of these people that watched these videos, maybe there should be a trigger warning. Off. Yeah, it Let's might call somebody. Yeah, might be might need a small trigger warning Clear for this person. Just a minor. Ask, ask yourself why it doesn't bother you. Mm-hmm. And then email and us at United States Maybe this will get some people to think <laughs> about their choices. Because we want to hear from you, man. We want to. <laughs> but let's get into this. Well, you know, oh, right. I want to say spooky story, but on I a lighter it's note, it's not going to be as rough as everything else we've talked it's, about. It's, it's kind of peanuts compared to what we've been talking <laughs> about. Well, let's dive into something a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's a paranormal podcast. It fits. <laughs> to this, it's like soft core. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, the theme Every, of this, I mean, the theme of the Everybody episode, remembers soft their soft core spooky. <laughs> I know, soft core. Let's take things down a notch. Shall Does we? your story have a gorilla in it? No. All right. It'd be cool if it would. Yeah, it would. It uh, makes everything better. I learned that <laughs> last night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, this story is from me personally. Um, it's about a time I was, like, truly haunted. Um, I was. It was 2009 when it happened, really when it occurred. It started. Uh, I was Locked in high school. trademark on that? I don't think I've ever heard of a show called Truly Haunted. Truly Haunted. And... It could be sponsored by Truly. Eh? <laughs> oh, shit. Eh? Okay. Then we're spinning off ideas. Yeah, we're locking that down. <laughs> I mean, how you get ad revenue. 2009, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I had just moved away from my hometown to San Marcos. Oh, this does take place in San Marcos, Texas. <clears throat> so we're in Texas this time. Sick. <laughs> yeah. Trauma in Texas. Come on. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah, your, tr- your personal trauma. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> um, but yeah. The scars inside <laughs> are big and wide. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> 2009, I'm a freshman in high school. Just moved to San Marcos, Texas from my hometown where I've spent the past you know 13 years of my life. I'm 14. At this point, um, we're all fourteen. Inside. New kid, <laughs> new kid going to the new school. So, I'm, I'm fourteen. Who has control of any kind of feelings and hormones and shit? At this, so I'm all kinds of anxious and awkward and I sad. I had my shit locked down and depressed. That's because you're just a walking vessel of ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> would that be locked down? Then? I feel like that would just be everywhere. It's like a fucking box of spaghetti noodles chucked on the floor. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm in the throes of prepubescence, so. That's hot. <laughs> I like how we worded oh, that. I'm in the throes of it. In the throes of prepubescence. Uh, so, obviously, I'm feeling very alone, because I left all my friends in my hometown. Uh, the only thing to soften this move, the blow of this move, for me being, you know, exiled from my hometown, is I had a friend who had moved up here. There that makes it sound like you did something fucking horrible. <laughs> exiled. Exiled. exiled from That's how home. it felt I when shunned. I was 14 years old, man. I was exiled. I was ripped away from my home. 
Yeah, uh, you wouldn't know. I mean, if you're a 14 year old, that's what do you mean? I wouldn't know. Military brat. I was adamant about staying at my school. Now we're gone. Yeah, I know it probably sounds like I'm a huge wuss, but I mean, I guess this was like a sensitive time in my life. Very personal. But yeah, I had one friend who'd moved up here like two years previous or a year previous. So he was like my only friend at this new GU. I went from like a high school of like max 200 people to a school of well over 500. Well, that fucking <laughs> sucks. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From a small fucking school. That was my worst fear. Like <laughs> yeah. 40 people to so, yeah. tons. I'm socially anxious. I'm going through, you know. The throes of it. I'm going through changes. <laughs> yeah. Charles Bradley up in this bitch. <laughs> or the original artist, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. That could be two. That could be it too. Yes, yeah, but I like I like Charles podcast. Bradley's version. Ozzy Osbourne. Me too. Yeah, it hits so much harder. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's son is a huge paranormal advocate. Oh. I just watched him hunt Bigfoot with Jason Mewes the other night. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, moved to this new school. I'm alone, feeling sad. And this has like you I keep think, harping on how sad you I know, are because it, Matt, it, it's a hard time. He's a teenage boy. He's going through changes. He's in a new place. He can't trust basketball shorts or sweatpants in public. <laughs> <laughs> Give I, the man some space. I harp on it because I think it has a lot to do with the reason like this thing attached itself to me. That, no, that makes sense. a lot of sense. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that goes with something we talked about before. Is that it's always been a thing where they were like paranormal shit. Always seem to like, especially young girls around. The Damn. Time. Yeah, like, <laughs> around the time of like puberty change, where they're at their most like emotionally volatile and changing. Yeah. Spirits are like, I'm gonna get in on this. <laughs> oh, so did we just introduce a whole bunch of bad energy into this building with the intro? Because uh, I mean, it definitely made it harder for me to sleep tonight. I'm gonna be having <laughs> mental flashes of everything we talked about. That's Look, fantastic. We have been here at this building spookiest. It's fine. It's not. I trust y'all. This is a place. This is a <laughs> boring place. Brandon's energy scary. alone is already warped to this room. <laughs> I mean, I've been we on college campuses late at night. To fine. interrupt this story, we literally like came in here the day of the live show to get equipment, and the theater was pitch black oh, with a single shit. light that was just flashing uncontrollably uh, onto <laughs> a couch that was in the middle of the stage. We yeah. walk in. He's underplaying this. We walk in, <laughs> and every monitor that is in the hallways of this bitch was. On that couch, on that black stage, with that strobe light just hitting it, You're and, for something to and, pop and, on and when I noticed screen, this shit, like bro, when I noticed this shit, I had been separated from both these two, <laughs> and it's hallways everywhere. I'm still not super familiar with this place, and I'm just seeing every monitor is just a couch on a black screen with strobe lights hitting. I'm like, what in the grudge fuck is going on? <laughs> it's just it's just flashing over and over again. I was like, what spooky shit are they filming there? And Matt's like, nothing. Somebody fucked up and left the light on. And I was like, well, can we fucking do something? About this? <laughs> Because I'm getting serious, like fucking paranormal activity oh, vibes. Oh man, here, dude. it looked like a fucking scene they pulled off the ring on the video. Yeah. Like it's just a flashing chair, and you're like, "What's gonna pop up in this chair if I keep watching these fucking monitors?" Secretly, <laughs> it's a casting couch. Oh, <laughs> that's a movie we need to make: the haunted casting couch, <laughs> filled with the shame of thousands of people. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I know, emotional, back. sad, Felipe, and yeah. And, Billions uh, of kids died on this couch. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the theme was supposed to be soft core. <laughs> I know. It's just getting more. Casting more couch is not soft core, <laughs> sir. Uh, 
Oh. We can continue. We're in can I? <laughs> <laughs> you can try. <laughs> oh no. It's a pretty traumatic time in my life. We're having a good laugh about it. <laughs> but anyways, so me and my friend, I don't know, can we say names? I mean, make up a name just in case that guy's f- offended. Or is like, I was never his friend. Yeah, I would say probably better to not call, call him, him Skeeter. by name. Call him not Skeeter. Call him I mean, you can probably call him a first name. I mean, he's he was a, like my we best friend. We don't want dox people yeah. on here. No, well, no, I'm not going to do anything like that. Just call him Skeeter. Doug's funny's best friend. Mm-hmm. Skeeter. There okay, you go. Fine. Skeeter. <laughs> no, because that. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> It makes it sound too impersonal. People are going to be laughing. It's like, oh, he means the guy from Doug. <laughs> he was a good friend. Yeah. He was a good friend. Exactly. And he still is a good friend, even though I we haven't talked in, like, years. <clears throat> but me and him, obviously, we're into, the, like, a lot of the same stuff. We love paranormal stuff, scary stuff. Um, Did you get out a fucking Ouija board? No. No, okay. it's not All right, like that. I was about to yell at you. <laughs> no. no I, I've learned from never to do that. You've learned, so you've had an experience. No. Or you've learned seen. from other people. Learned from other, okay. No, the trick okay. Is, yeah, the trick is to learn from other people's uh, fuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, very much so. Um, but what we did like t- is to go ghost hunting in graveyards. Nice. <sighs> nice. Edgy yeah, is, not invoking any bad Edgy as fuck. Uh, and ironically, th- I mean, this shit happens on Halloween night. We have this great idea. Well, we had the idea. We pitched it to his mom and dad because I was staying with him for Halloween night because we had just gone trick-or-treating with our friends and shit like that. And we're like, you know it would be really fun? Let's go record stuff in the graveyard down the road. And his parents were like, yeah, totally. Like, we'll bring Solid our- parenting. <laughs> well, then, then, then again, his parents were very like, they liked that stuff too. Well, like, also, it's the 90s, right? Yeah. I mean, my mm-hmm. '90s, early 2000s, 2009. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> young are you? <laughs> He's huh? younger than me. What? What? How old are you? 14 and 09. 20. Jesus. Fuck. I'm, I'm over here. I think I was. Well, I'm a over here being all 31 and shit. And I'm like, of course, Felipe was born in 1990, like I was. Yeah, I always forget Felipe is even younger than me. I'm probably the he, only he, other person he, here in my 20s. When we came to the school. You were in the school before me, but yeah, I was 18 when I was in here. Yeah. Wow. 2009. So I'm We're 14 old. years old at this time. You're old. Speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> I'm not 30 yet. But anyways, <laughs> so we get this idea to, you know, go ghost hunting in this graveyard. And hold on, I have some facts about the graveyard just to, because I like to throw that in there. That people just to make it believable. <laughs> now for the facts section. <laughs> to give some facts about the graveyard. Go, ghost facers. Don't worry, these facts are totally made up. No, they're true. Uh the 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 name of the cemetery is the San Marcos Blanco Cemetery. It was established in 1893, and is reported to have more than 400 graves with headstones, but far more unmarked graves than marked ones. The site is 10.62 acres of land, just okay. open land, and 8.6 acres of dead people. Yes, <laughs> I mean 400 graves, marked graves, but almost double unmarked ones so it's almost like no matter where you walk you're going to be walking over a dead person kind oh, of I yeah don't like that hey here's a thought um, oh, how many God. people do you think sneak into graveyards to bury their loved ones in random holes at night like how many great how, how, how many mornings has a grave uh, keeper like gotten up and walked out it's like 
who left their body here? <laughs> no, you're like you're I giving me not uh, many. because it's cheaper. It's like fuck that. That's <laughs> my thought. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. You're giving me Jason people, Lives people, vibes people there, <laughs> where uh, Tommy Jarvis goes out there and digs up Jason oh and ends up actively bringing him back to life. And when he goes to get the sheriff to show Jason's out of his grave, that gravekeeper got out there all drunk and he's like, damn kids digging up bodies and covered it back up <laughs> and acted like nobody was ever dug up. And they're like, was this grave messed up? And he's like, no. <laughs> Oof. Sorry, I have to. Oh, you're good. This is the magic life. of editing. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this. I drank uh, cemetery water at a... Uh, at a graveyard in Orange. What? Uh, like from because a it was we it was me, David Ellis, his brother LJ, uh, and a few other people went uh went trick-or-treating. We're just fucking around on Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh and I was fucking thirsty. And we were walking through a graveyard, and there's a tombstone out there that has a water spigot attached to it. <laughs> I know. His last as dying adult, wish I'm was like, to no, make sure. But as a teenager, I was like, "This is metal." <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like David was like, David was like, "Dude, that's a." He's like, "That's a tombstone. It's got a guy's name on it." I was like, "Yeah, but it's." I mean, this is on here, so maybe the guy was like in death. He was like, "I never want anybody to go thirsty." That or was my thought. It was something far worse. <laughs> Where else that pipe ran? I don't know, but it was literally. It literally comes out of the fucking gravestone. That's, that's and it weird. works. Hmm. And like we thought it was like maybe it was just like he was a plumber or some shit. <laughs> so it wasn't gonna be functional, but I turn it and water comes out. And I was like, I was like, all right. And David was like, no. <laughs> He's like, don't what if that like I was like, what? It's not like the plumbing is run to his body. I was like, <laughs> I was like, if it comes out and it doesn't look like water and doesn't smell like water, it won't drink it. But it did come out, it smelled like water, and it tastes like water, and I drank it. I, that that might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of anyone doing a cemetery. <laughs> Besides this, I'm sure. <laughs> so we go to this graveyard, and you know, it's Halloween night, so it's already like supposedly, you know, the devil's night, as they call it. Get uh, and we're like, yeah, we're like totally meddling out in this in this graveyard. We're like, yeah, we're all about that life. Um, we drive out there and. The thing is gated off by like this huge perimeter of like chain link fence, and it's like one big gate that opens up wide so a car can drive through it. But we don't, you know, drive obviously drive in because it's locked. <laughs> and here's the thing: we kind of like broke into that motherfucker because there was like this huge gap in the gate where you could just go yeah, through. Right Fun through. fact: for people that go to the graveyards at night, usually there's posting saying you're not supposed to <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. to like stop chain. shit like this, know, like, like kids going lock. and looking at stuff or kids drinking out of tombstones. Yeah. <clears throat> Normal. And I remember uh, his his parents had brought like that like those old VHS camera recorder things, uh-huh. the one that you know takes like the freaking. This sounds beat. like a found footage film. <laughs> <laughs> it probably could be, dude. And I remember you know it was a uh, quarter moon, waning, so there was you know some light, not a whole lot, so it was kind of dark. Can but we get the there. coordinates of the moon as well? Huh? Can you give us the coordinates of the moon as well? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I did look up to make sure it was like a quarter moon, though. Because at first I was remembering, I'm like, I remember being very dark, but I know it wasn't like a new moon. But I made sure it was a quarter moon. <clears throat> so we go, we get into the, the graveyard. We immediately, all we had, we didn't even bring any flashlights. This is how freaking, you know, naive we are. We're just like, oh, let's go with no flashlights. All we have is a little shitty camera light on our phones at that time. 
I remember my phone. It was one of those like uh, Motorola like flip phones, the slide ones that you had the text oh, keyboard yeah. on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, had like the shittiest little like flashlight on it for our camera. <laughs> I'm like, that's all we had. <laughs> 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 and like the camera had like a small little piece of shit light on it too. But that was about it. So we get in there, we get through the gate, and we're like, oh, you know, we're looking at it, and the graveyard is. To describe it, I mean. You can see vaguely, and the headstones aren't like regular headstones. They're like little plates, you know, yeah. the ones that are on the ground. Oh, yeah. Poor man's mm-hmm. tombstone. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're just kind of everywhere, and it's like there would be one tombstone kind of sticking out of the ground. It's like, man, there's really not anything. I figured a gray guard, there'd be a lot more headstones. We just couldn't see them. <clears throat> so we're like, all right, this is a great idea. <laughs> Everything's going good so far. I mean... My feelings at this time, I'm still just excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so exciting. Like, this is fun. I've never done anything like this before. You know, it'll be cool. It'll be a cool cool story to tell our friends when we go back to school. I didn't really have a whole lot of friends <laughs> at the time. <laughs> this I will was, make me friends. It's, weird. it's almost like the guy that was sad all the time and hung out in cemeteries didn't have a whole bunch of friends. <laughs> I ended up having a bunch of friends. I want receipts or I don't believe you. <laughs> you wouldn't he made know friends with the ghosts in the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> well, they made friends live with at me. the cemetery too? <laughs> Quick question. Did the cemetery have a hospital? No. There okay. were no hospitals. Oh, okay. It was yeah. big enough to have a hospital and I put it like that. I mean, it, it, it was a massive fucking graveyard. Ten acres, yeah. That's Ten acres. Mm-hmm. I mean. Corpse of Palooza. Yeah. I hear people are just dying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> So That's our show, everybody. Good night. <laughs> I laugh at everything. You're welcome. <laughs> so we get in there. All we have is these little lights on our phones. And we're like, all right, well, let's walk to the back of the property because there was like a little footpath through there. So we're walking through there. Let's walk to the back. And at the very back of the property is like a, like a wooded area that actually in that wooded area is more of the graveyard. Well, let's walk back there to the graveyard area, uh, wooded area and we'll kind of walk around the perimeter and back up to the front. Sorry, my hand's moving all in front of the microphone. It's no, that's right. fine. <laughs> they didn't know until you told them. Uh, <laughs> can you hear me now? <clears throat> it's still better than Brandon, who will lean all the way back <laughs> from the microphone <laughs> and then lean all the way in differently as he's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so we walked to the back of this thing, and the whole time we're walking back there, you can kind of see throughout the graveyard, like I said, there's mainly a couple trees out there, like big, tall trees, little headstones and then nothing just but open kind of field and as we're walking through here you know out of the corner of our eyes i'm seeing like shadows i'm like well obviously there's shadows but as i'm kind of go to look at them they kind of waver out from behind the trees and then immediately go back into the shadow of like the trees and the bushes and stuff i'm like i'm noticing it i'm like surely somebody else is noticing it i'm like are you guys seeing this and you know instantly yeah we see them i'm like oh shit okay i thought it was just me Maybe I was just getting freaking myself out. I was like, no, no, we see him. My friend, his parents were like, yeah, we see him. <laughs> They're there. You're not hallucinating, buddy. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if that's reassuring or terrifying. <clears throat> so as we're walking back there, I mean, see the shadows over the corner of my eyes, but then they start to become more prevalent. Like they start, as I like go to look at them, I see them dashing between like the headstones and the bushes and the trees. It was just a quick shadow between you know things objects in the in the field i'm like god damn am i really seeing this right now 
Were there any noises to go along with it, or was it just silent? It was very quiet. Because I feel like if I saw that, I would, I mean, you could hear a pin drop. I would just be standing there just frozen, listening. Yeah, I mean, well, we were in a group. There's four of us, so we kind of felt, I felt a little safer being, you know, the Mm -hmm. four of us. Especially with his parents there. I'm like, well, parent adults are there letting us kids make bad decisions and participating in those bad decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we get to the back of the property. I'm seeing the shadows. And we have, obviously, everybody has the great idea. Oh, let's split up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll take, you know, his parents will walk to the left. And we'll walk around to the right and just walk the perimeter and meet back up at the front. And, you know, we're like, okay, that's cool. And on my phone. So when you split up, did you go with Freddie and Daphne or? No, I went with Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm Scooby-Doo in this situation. Yeah, that's a good name for him, Shaggy. So me and Shaggy <laughs> walk off. To the right. And we're walking around the you know the, the outside perimeter, and the same thing. I'm starting to notice, like, the shadows of the trees and little tombstones get longer. Like, it's really weird because, you know, the moon's hitting them from one position. Uh-huh. But they're wrapping around. They're moving, and, like, they're facing us and getting longer, like, reaching out toward us. Oh. Weird. So, <clears throat> well, I'm noticing that, and I'm like, you seen that, Shaggy? He's like, yeah, I see it, Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see it, Scoob. Row, 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 Raggy. As we're walking around, we come to, there's this one tree in the middle of the path. It's a big big oak tree. Uh, And as we get to it, there's a little plaque that's labeled on the tree. And we get up to it, and on our phones, we also, you know, have like little shitty voice recorders. And we're like, oh, let's have a little, like, what is it, EVP session? Yeah. 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 On our phones, let's just record and ask, you know, dumbass questions. (laughs) So we get to this tree, right, and we read the uh, the inscription. It says this one section of the plot of land is dedicated to, you know, children, like, you know, infants, toddlers, you know, children that have died. Uh, this is where their plot of land is, so it's where all the kitties are. And we're like, that's a great idea. Hey, kids, do you like violence? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we both have the voice recorders open on our phone so we're standing right next to each other and you know we're asking all these dumbass questions like if there's anyone here let your presence be known and about you, you just offended a bunch of paranormal investigators that's their main go-to <laughs> I know dumbass questions like if you're here spirits let us let it you be heard <laughs> but we you know we were asking like can you say something can you talk to us through you know the microphones on our phones Sounds like shitty little phasmophobia <laughs> yeah and about that time, we hear this freaking scream, dude. Like, it was, I mean, obviously, we were both kind of spooked, but it was loud, and we were like, oh, shit, we jumped. But we heard it, you know, not through the phone, but we heard it, you know, outside in the environment. And it turns out at that time, there was these fucking drunk, like, college kids driving down the road next to the cemetery. I guess they saw our, saw our car, and we're like, ah, screaming out the window, see if they could scare us. I mean, it did. We shit our pants. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And we're like, oh, fuck, that probably ruined the recording. <clears throat> so we stopped the recording. And we're like, oh, well, let's listen back and see how loud the scream was. So we were listening back. And mine, we're both recording uh-huh. at the same time, right next to each other. So we should have picked up the same thing, right? Uh, he plays his back. He gets the scream, but you know, no other, no other sounds. Yeah. I play mine back. You hear the scream. And then very distinctly, you hear, Mama. 
mama, like a child saying mama. And I was just like shaking. I'm like, you heard that too, right? Like, that's not on your phone. He's like, that's not on my recording. It's It, it didn't pick up on my recording, man. Wow. Were, were you guys like close, like super close to each yeah, other? Or were you in a... Standing right next okay. to each other. I mean, obviously hands. we're like freaked out. Like, hey, right. man, don't, don't go too far, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, and that had happens. But it was the, the eeriest thing because, I mean... Two phones recording at the exact same time. It only comes up on mine. And, you know, we turn the volume all the way up. And you hear, like, the asshole college kids scream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you hear very clearly a child's voice say, Mama. And we're like, okay, I think that's good enough for me, man. I'm ready to go. So we finish walking around the perimeter of the the graveyard, meet up with his parents at the front, and Mm -hmm. promptly, like, haul ass. (laughs) And you know, as we're driving back to his house, I'm playing the recording for his parents, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's incredible!" They're like super stoked. That's incredible. Like you actually got something on, you know, recorded. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, like, I really don't. I want to push delete because this is freaking me the fuck out at this point. I'm like, <laughs> if you delete it, it never happened. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, it's never happened. This is denial. <clears throat> but we we must have replayed that thing like 50 times, dude, for us and his parents. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, what, you know, what do I do with it? And my friend's like, well, send it to me in a text message. You know, send, you know, a copy of it to me, and I'll save it on my computer. I didn't have a computer at the time. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, tear that little audio file apart. And just I know. <laughs> we wanted because we wanted to keep it. I wanted to keep it because they wanted to keep it. Because like, yeah. that's, like, good, like, evidence. Like, mm-hmm. that's really interesting that you caught that. It wasn't, you know, till later that I discovered why, like, it only occurred on my phone. Nobody else caught anything that night. They didn't, like, their camera didn't pick up anything. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't get anything on his recording. It was only specifically tailored to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the that night, I send him the file as a text message file. He's like, all right, well, I'll save it to my computer in the morning. Well, I'll go home for the night to get fucking the most, littlest amount of sleep I've ever gotten in my mm-hmm. whole life. Um, and I... The next day, the following morning, I text him like, "Hey man, did you save it to your computer yet? Because like I want to like isolate it and you know see if we can get a better quality sound out of it." He's like, "Yeah man, um, you sent it to me, right?" I'm like, "Yeah," and I have the text message where I sent it to him, mm-hmm. but the tech like the file is blank. I'm like, "Okay, well that's that's strange." So I look up, try to find the file on my phone, and I find it, but it's blank. <laughs> like it, it for like I think we recorded. The whole video, the voice recording was like maybe two minutes, uh-huh. hmm. and it was just blank the whole time. Like it was quiet. I'm like, oh wow. No, we all heard that right, and I sent it to him. Same thing. It was blank. It's like this can't. So you were able to play it, but there was just nothing on. Yeah, like all the. I don't. Sounds, I don't know like, anything about that us, side of things, yeah. but you didn't. We didn't hear us asking the questions. My file was blank. His recording was still intact, though. Like, you could hear us talking and asking questions and all the other good shit. Mm-hmm. But my The one place where it was. <laughs> I know. The, the actual proof was evident was now blank. So we're like, that's that's got to be coincidence. Like, it got corrupted or something like that. Like, that sucks mm-hmm. that we kind of lost it. Um, I didn't really think much about it. They're like, all right, well, that sucks. But we all heard it, you know. Three other people can confirm that they heard that hour of recording. They experienced it. So it's there. It's just gone. 
<clears throat> well, that was just the the start of the experience. Oh. Uh, I guess that's where it kind of whatever it was attached itself to me and proceeded to make my life hell for the next 12 months essentially. Oof. Jeez. <laughs> this kind of stuff always just yeah. Just strikes me differently. <laughs> but I mean for 12 months and it happened in October so you know, a full 12 months later is when it finally kind of came to an end. Um, so shortly after that, that night, I'm finding it harder and harder to sleep in my room. And I remember very distinctly, it was, it always emanated from the corner of my room. You know, like this something in the corner looking mm-hmm. at you. You felt mm-hmm. eyes on you. You felt a presence in the room. It's like, this isn't normal. And, you know, it keeps playing in my head. It's like, dude, something followed you. Something followed you. Something is in your house now because your dumbass brought it home from that graveyard. And who knows what is in there? Who? Yeah, or the history behind any of those deaths. Yeah, any of that stuff. So who knows what has followed you home? But I remember I would lay in bed, and it, it progressed from month to month. It would get more and more intense. It started off as just, like, paranoia, like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little uneasy, little chills, little stuff like that. And it would start to like really build up into like dread. So like three months down the road, I remember I'm like I'm like loathing the idea of having to sleep in my room at night. I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to be in my room. Because mm. it and here's the other thing, it always progressed and like came to a really peak point of like tension at three o'clock in the morning. Always which, three o'clock. <laughs> yeah, which is like a sacred number because it's supposed what the witching hour, I believe, is what it's I called. Yeah, I've they do it to mock the Holy Trinity. Yes, what the speculation three, behind the it. Number three. Yeah, and the fact, I mean, that only reinforced the fact that I'm like, it's got to be something bad because it's only ever happening at three in the morning. Uh, and it would, like I said, I'd be laying in bed, and it would just escalate to the point where I'm like, I'm trembling. I'm just, and it's not that I'm like really scared it's just like i just feel an overwhelming presence of uneasiness like, uneasiness yeah. I'm like, god damn dude and it, once again it's just in the corner of my room mm. and it's just the darkest corner the darkest part of my room i got to the point where it's like i had to sleep with the tv on just for some ambient light but even mm-hmm. like with the light on it felt like the corner of the room was so dark that it was sucking in light like any light mm. source in the room it immediately was like devouring it and like I said, after three months is kind of where it really got to the point where I was really like dreading sleeping in my room. Another month passes. Uh, I'm getting like no sleep. I think there was a period where I didn't sleep for like all like a solid two weeks. Like I couldn't. I would get maybe an hour of sleep right before the sun came up mm-hmm. and have to go to school the next day. Ugh. Terrible stuff. <clears throat> And what what would bother me the most is whenever the feeling would start to like reach its climax, the shadow that was in that room would mm-hmm. it would like lunge out toward me. Uh, but I'm thinking I'm like I'm hallucinating because I'm so sleep deprived. Sleep I kept telling yeah. you it's like I'm just I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing things, but every but it was very clear now thinking about it when they would I would pe- reach my maximum point of anxiety, it would reach for me. Because I thought, I guess it was vulnerable. I was the most vulnerable. Yeah, like that. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, it was coming for me. Um, 
and I think it was about eight months, yeah, eight months exactly after it happened, um, where I'm laying in bed one night, one night, TV on, the freaking hallway lights on. I'm almost damn near sleeping with, you know, the room light on because I'm just terrified to be in the room at night. And I'm laying in bed. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm fine. I'm so sleep deprived. I'm finally just passing out. It's the only way I'm getting any sleep. Uh-huh. And as I'm, I remember very vividly. I close my eyes, and immediately as I close my eyes, I felt something grab my foot, and I'm sleeping on my bed. Something grabbed my foot, and it yanked me oh. from my bed to the foot of my bed and I remember because I immediately I woke up and the covers were over my head like I'm halfway down my bed my legs and everything are hanging off the end of my bed it's just like my torso and stuff I'm like what and I freak oh, out and I throw there's the your proof <laughs> yeah but I mean it it was like it was just waiting for that one moment of unconsciousness is like mm-hmm. oh jeez it pulled oh, me God. and I remember I said Fuck that. I'm not sleeping in this goddamn room anymore. I'm done with this. Threw off all my blankets. I grabbed my pillow, and I'm like, I'm sleeping on the couch now. Like, I am no longer... The room is off limits now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 no I mean, longer for me. It can have it. I'm for anybody to continue to sleep in that room, like... Well, the thing is, is, like, my, my parents this whole time, they have no idea what's happening to me. They have no idea that I'm, like, getting no sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm bottling everything up mm-hmm. and that's making me more and more uncomfortable right. more and more anxious you're just alone and everything yeah and because i i it, you know is my dumb ass fault for that this is happening <laughs> i don't want to drag my parents into this at all uh-huh. like the less they know i'm like it's whatever i can handle it i guess they have that problems like i can handle shit on my own this was not the case. Yeah, well, that's the problem with stuff like that, though, is like stuff like that feeds on isolation. It wants you to get isolated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what it was perpetuating because it was like there was times where I wanted to let my mom know. Like I said, my mom's very Christian, Christian upbringing. There's times I wanted to let her know, but something in me is like, don't, don't say anything. Mm. Just don't say anything. So I ran with that. So I'm sleeping on the couch now. And I'm still terrified. Now every night it's just just dread. As soon as the sun goes down, I'm just like, all right, no, I'm in for a rough night. I might as well just accept it and try to watch TV all night. I'm sleeping on the couch. And directly where the couch is, um, you get a, a clear shot of the hallway that leads to my bedroom. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I left the hallway light on. I'm like, the light's not coming off. Nothing. It's, it's staying on all the time. And I'm sleeping on the couch, and I keep hearing shit move in my room. Like, things would get knocked over. The door would rattle, like, very briefly, on and off for, like, two seconds at a time. Mm -hmm. And it would only happen, you know, maybe five or six times. And then it would stop, and then I would hear just stuff move in my room. I'm like, okay it's contained in there it can't get through the door Mm -hmm. whatever it is is bound to my room for whatever reason so the whole time i'm just terrified looking down this hallway waiting for it finally to break the door open and yeah i think month nine is when i guess it hits the pinnacle of 
the torture that was my life at this point. So still running on very little sleep. Um, I'm still not sleeping well at all. It uh, continuing with all the rattling and stuff in my room. And oh, kind of a loss for words to describe the amount of tension you have in your being at that at that time or in your body at that time. Even retelling it now, like mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's hard yeah. to convey stuff like that because like the atmosphere alone, uh, when an event like something like that is going on, the the room you're in as a whole feels physically just like this is what tension feels like. Yeah. Like the, the room is filled yeah. with it, dude. It feels like it's Bad it's energy. like something mm-hmm. you could like swing hard enough you could cut through it it just feels like it's like a like heavy thick. dense fog yeah that's and, what i've heard and that and i mean yeah that's a really apt description of the the feeling i had it's like it was permeating from my room down the hallway and into the living room while i was trying to sleep and um this night the hallway light had finally burnt out like i had left it on so much that the bulb burnt out <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying yeah. yeah, and it happens once again at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm nodding in and out of sleep, just trying to stay awake. Uh, I have the TV on, so there's very little dim light. The hallway light goes out. Um, the noises start up, and I remember it, whenever the hallway light burnt out, I'm just deadlocked on the hallway. Just I don't want to close. I don't even want to blink. I'm just staring intensely. I'm like, it, it's coming for me now. It has to be, like, it. The only light that was keeping it at bay is now gone. <clears throat> so I hear the door rattle. I hear stuff moving my room. And speaking of that, when I would go in my room the next morning to get ready for school, like shit was obviously knocked over. Mm-hmm. Like I had a local computer chair in there that got knocked over. They love computer chairs. I, had a, I know I had a, <laughs> a PlayStation Two that was on the floor. The controllers were across the room. I'm like Jesus, like. Even more evidence to freak me out and mm-hmm. increase. But at the same time, I always have the doubt. I'm like, dude, you're just so sleep-deprived. You don't remember doing any of that. You obviously moved your stuff around. You obviously did that. But so trying to like adequately say, like, this is real. Part of it, me wants to say, he's like, no, you, you're just so sleep-deprived because you were so freaked out. You scared yourself and made all this up in your head. And continuing like, with the... The ev- you know, continuing with the idea of self-doubt mm-hmm. or self-doubting myself, I'm like, this is not really happening. Yeah. <clears throat> and some, I, I keep going off on tangents. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because it is hard to talk about. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm laying, in, laying on the couch. The light goes out. I'm deadlocked on the hallway. The noises start up and they stop. I'm like, well, I don't like that they stopped because what does that mean? And um, I remember, like, the hallway's so dark, but it comes running down the hallway toward me. It's darker than the hallway. Like, mm-hmm. I can distinguish the shadow from the darkness mm-hmm. of the hallway. It doesn't make any sense, but it's like... No, that makes perfect sense, because if you're in the living room and you have the TV on, you have there's light. There's some sort of light. Light yeah. is going to bounce off of surfaces in the room and down yeah. the hallway. Yeah. It. I distinctly remember it. I mean, it was, it was just... Big like shadow, but I could distinctly see its legs. It it mm-hmm. corporally it it ran like sprinted, and it got to the edge of the hallway just where the TV light was at, and it reaches out toward me, 
and it's a little embarrassing to admit, but I fucking screamed. I said, ah! I can't scream real loud now, but I screamed, you know. I had to, like, the tension was so intense. It's, yeah. I had to let it out somehow, and obviously I was scared out of my mind. You here can't compartmentalize this, that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because here comes this dark shadow from my hallway that's, I'm convinced, is a demon or mm. some kind of negative spirit. Mm -hmm. But it's finally had enough of being contained in my room, and it came for me, and it reaches out toward me. And I remember it, it reached out its hand long enough that it, it went through the light on the TV screen. And I felt like it reached halfway across the room, and then it just, like, evaporated or disappeared. <clears throat> and, hmm. Sorry, I got to look at my notes, make sure I'm getting all the details in there. Well, that's okay. <laughs> we did it. I mean, I've got notes yeah. right here. Yeah. Logan always comes with notes. We've got, we know what it's like, especially to lose your place in your notes. <laughs> yeah. But that happens. I scream. It doesn't wake anybody up. I don't know how loud it was, but I'm sure it was loud enough to wake somebody up. But luckily, no one woke up. And like I said, my my parents to this day, I don't think they really knew because I was living in a trailer at the time. I needed to pick that. It was a small trailer, mm -hmm. you know, two bedroom trailer. <clears throat> so it's not like. They heard me scream. They wouldn't have like woken up and like, oh, what was that? Because mm -hmm. I was in the living room, which was, you know, the kitchen, and then their room yeah. on the other side. Yeah, I've I've lived in a trailer like that before. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, so I'm like, that happened. They didn't wake up, and you know, I just kind of sat there, not blinking until the sun came up, and then tried to go to school and function. <laughs> But I'm like, that was the most intense thing that had happened to me as of yet. I mean, it, you really felt like the when it reached out, it's like you felt like it pulling, mm. like pulling toward you and pulling, trying to pull you in. Mm -hmm. I'm like, terrifying. Mm. The only way I can describe it. Yeah, well, because it is an event like that is something that it is very hard to describe. Yeah. Uh, Even though I'm saying it now, mm. like I'm kind of yeah. Jittery. No, you just. Like, I'm not sure it's the bang. <laughs> especially with, like, how long you dealt with it. It's just... Yeah, it, that's a long time. Uh, in the thick of it, you've got an inevitable feeling of, like, it's not if it's going to get me. It's when. It's like, when. how much worse Ooh. is this going to get? How long... How Like, how much longer? Like, now, looking back, you know, luckily nothing... I guess nothing bad happened. You're still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, um. But when you're in the moment, it's... You're just like, okay, am is something really bad gonna come out of this? You just don't know. Well, and it it, Cause it, it keeps building up. What it does is it, it like it like they stri it strives to first and foremost to isolate you, which leads to depression, mm -hmm. which it just it it just gets you closer and closer to. Most of the time, it's assumed that its end goal is to get you to the point to where you hit, for lack of better terminology, the fuck it wall. To where you get to the mental point to where you're like, I rather it do something so it's over. Yeah. And that's where it wants you. Uh, that's it wants you separated from people. It wants you alone. It wants you sad. It wants you to just want to be done with it. Yeah. And that's. And at that point, seems it, like where it, it was pushing you. It, yeah. And lack that, of sleep, depression, mm -hmm. feeling alone. Mm -hmm. And 
Like I said, the guy that hits every nail on the head is I was just waiting for possession would be the next spot for it to like embody me or take me over, whatever the hell it was, or maybe its whole goal was to just feed off of my negative energy. Because not long after that, I mean, it's it, it took another two or three months, to like almost to the year of mm-hmm. Halloween to the day mm-hmm. for wow. it finally, I guess, to, to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly, like, the anxiety went away, the tension went away, what the dread went away. sounds like to me, and, like, I am by no means a professional or anything like that. It's not, like, uh, to me, spirit-wise... It is something I've mentioned before, not not on. I think I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the show or anything, but uh, it's kind of ties into the Waverly episode there at the Waverly. There is known to be a figure that is just a black mass that looks human esque, but does not move like a human. Yeah. And these are something that has been in literature and documented is Bodak's Bodak Grays. They're inhuman spirits that go to places that are swallowed up by grief or bad things have happened there yeah. or bad things are going to happen there, i.e. your funeral yeah, yeah. or your your yeah, graveyard. Move. It's a place that is just full of yeah negative like, energy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they latch on to people that are feeling extreme emotions in one way or another, and they will basically terrorize them until they get their fill. Yeah. And then they fuck off. Uh, usually, Bodaks aren't known to be something that's like it's going to possess you or something like that. Like I said, it's it's not a demon. It's not a, a human spirit. It's an inhuman spirit that has an end goal of basically jarring people. Like the one in Waverly is known to lash out at people, not harm them, but like Just act like it's going amount, to. The maximum amount of terror and in you. Because too. in that brief second of sheer terror it's getting more energy out of you than it would with just sitting there and scaring you because yeah. at that point you think it's done. You think it's coming for you. Yeah. And that's the way you describe it. it to me, it comes across of like it's lunging at you and yeah. it's jarring you because it's getting more and more out of you. And it yeah. seems like when it got you to the point of like you couldn't be more sleep deprived, you couldn't be more scared it, where yeah. a normal spirit would be like aiming for possession or a demon would be aiming for possession at that point. At that point, the boat acts like, I've got more mm-hmm. I can get out of him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and leaves. Yeah, I mean that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Like I said, not a professional. I, I, I don't even like, know about a Bodak. Yeah, we call Bodak it? Gray, and it's like a, it's something like it's a it's it's talked more about in like Irish literature and stuff. And then there's been pl- people like uh, Dean Koontz who writes fictional books yeah, yeah. who has talked about Bodaks. Uh, Bodaks are talked about in Odd Thomas. They're just spirits that linger around places that bad things have happened are going to happen yeah. or places that are just enveloped in they go where they're going negative. to find yeah. somebody in mm-hmm. a bad enough state to where they can latch onto them and get what they want out mm. of them, which yeah. is energy. Sounds like a like kind of like the Babadook. It it's <laughs> like you were you were in a cemetery and you are already a ball of emotions. You're a teenager and you're reading something that is utterly depressing. You're reading a plaque that's like this is for unnamed children and infants this is their plot of land, oh. and it stirs up something specifically with you. It says mama, so that makes you feel away because, like, I know if I heard that, I'd be like, oh, fuck, that's a kid mm-hmm. yeah. that wants its mom, and that hits you, and it got what it wanted out of you specifically and attached to you. Yeah. 
I mean, you could have been a you could have been a good day away from it hitting your buddy instead of you. You could have mm-hmm. had like a great day, and they'd be like, "All right, this guy's better off than this guy. I'm going home with this guy." Mm-hmm. And it seems mm-hmm. like it, for lack of a better term, a better term, it found you and it saddled up for as long as it could. Wow, whole and, year of my life. Yeah, I mean, I turned 15, and I remember on my birthday, it's like I didn't even want to celebrate my birthday, and my mom and dad loved to celebrate my birthday, and we have you know family over and stuff i'm like i don't want to do any of that yeah because like i said for the most <laughs> part if it was a demon uh or something like that it would have it sounded like it would have possibly gotten what it wanted from you because you hit that emotional rock bottom almost but it, the fact that it fucked off makes me think that it was something like a bodak because you hit emotional rock bottom at that point it has nothing else to gain from you mm-hmm. yeah so it goes back to where it came from or it moves on to the next person yeah hmm. but yeah, I guess it's kind of an anticlimactic. Well, no, it's a great ending, but like, yeah, that's how it ended. It's probably it more is, reassuring for you uh, to yeah, know that. That's that's uh, that's that's a haunt. Well, it's like, yeah, <laughs> the people that have not had an experience, uh, I don't think grasp it the way that people that have. Like with you talking about it, I can like. And you're, you're sitting there saying, like, it's hard to describe. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, I sit over here and I describe it to you. And you're like, yeah, it's like that. And it's because me and myself, I have had an experience. And, like, I had one, one of the experiences, a recent experience I had, I was on the phone with Matt. And I, was, I just keep saying over and over to him. And I was like, I wish I could explain to you how this room feels. I was like, because I was like, I, I can't. I was like, I, all I can think of is the word thick. I was like, the atmosphere um, feels dense. thick. It's the, every dense. hair on my body feels like it's standing up. And I've got chicken skin. Yeah, and it's like, and it won't go away. My eyes keep watering. It's like there is a physical presence here, and I was like, and when I walk out of this room, it doesn't feel like it. But I walk back in this room, it feels like soup. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm in dense fog, and it, the good, unshakable yeah. feeling of something being there. And that's a good like fog because everything felt foggy from me being sleep deprived. I'm like, well, that's where the term the veil came from in the first place is like if people trying to describe it as like the veil of fog yeah. and people have been like, how do I describe this, this feeling of this presence, this, this, that is enveloping me. And they're like, it's like a veil of fog. Mm-hmm. And that's where the term, the veil came from. Spirits live in the veil. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. But mm. yeah, I mean, well, to, to say that, yeah, that's what happened. And then I, I said, I, it went away. My dread went away. I was able able to eventually go back to my room and sleep in my room just fine. Um, I don't know, peace washed over me after that. I was just thankful mm. it was over because I would I no longer felt the loneliness mm. because it was it was strange at that point is is after that that night. Um, I started making friends, like good friends. Hmm. Like I, I hang out with a new group. That's also when I was like introduced to like weed. <laughs> <laughs> so I started smoking a bunch of weed uh, with these skater kids at my school, and we all became pretty close. And we went swimming in the river in San Marcos and hung out. And I'm like, yeah. it's like I developed normally after that, but it was just that year of my life was just. It's like he's just like you never forget it, dude. Oh no, mm-hmm. and it's easier said than done. And I and I know we are a, a primarily jokey podcast. Uh, we spent the first half of this talking about softcore porn, then it went into body <laughs> Uh But the an important thing to know uh, this I mean this goes for spirits and this goes for just fucking depression. Uh, 
when you feel alone like that, if you can, reach out. Uh, because just on the paranormal side of it alone, when you're isolated like that and you're alone, you're just going to get worse. And the things are going to get worse because you're putting out not only are you giving it what it wants and you're, you're yourself are breaking down, but you're putting out just that energy is just, it's just powering it up. It's, 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 it's making like everything a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just, mm-hmm. just talking to someone. I know it's, it's, it's easier said than done because I went through something and to, Matt's been there just the other, just the other weekend where my parents were talking about it. Uh, something and like wanting me to talk about something that happened to me because they've heard it secondhand from somebody else. Hmm. I had a thing happen to me that involved three other friends and you know, all fairness, like it hit me worse than it hit anybody else. That's how I feel. Uh, with the place where the event happened is where I was living by myself. And I ended up in a hospital for over a week at the end of it. And like, Everybody was like trying to push me to tell the story, and I don't want to because don't, I don't want to like invoke that. I don't want it. Is the worst one of the worst things that ever happened to me in my life, and I don't want to ever let that get a foothold in again. Again, yeah, because it can drag you right back down. Man. But that mm-hmm. is a testament to people not reaching out because my parents are saying this to me, uh, with Matt in the room and everything, trying to get mm-hmm. me to talk about the story, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about because I don't want to do this again. I ended up, I was like, you remember when I ended up in that hospital for a week with the of unknown origin full ass trained crew of doctors could not tell people what was wrong with me i woke up one morning i could not move and i was there for about a week Jeez. lost tons of weight that like it was at the pinnacle of everything i had been isolating myself i've been reaching out to my friends less and less not telling anybody and my yeah. parents were like said in front of matt we didn't know that that's when that was happening and yeah. that's not on them that's because I didn't tell them. I didn't exactly. reach out to them. I didn't reach out to my sister. The only reason people even know this thing happens is because the other people that were involved talk about it. Yeah. I do not talk about it. Mm. I have a paranormal podcast where I guarantee you I will never fucking tell this story. That's your experience, it's not I for other. I have lo- no uh. longer for years that I have not heard this story. Because As a matter of fact, I'd only just heard about this for the first time incredibly recently. Because it's not only the fact that, like, it would it, to me. It would make me one sound crazy. I fully believe in the paranormal, and people that know me know I believe in it. Yeah. But it's it's just so outlandish that it just. I know. But I don't want, like I said, that'd be to me. That's like asking somebody that was in, like in D Day. Yeah. To be like, hey, come to a historical reenactment of this. Yeah. yeah. Why the fuck would you want to? roll the dice on unloading all that again or having it re- mm-hmm. revisiting it. I How don't do want to. you feel like hearing like stuff like this and exploring the paranormal like relates to your experience? I don't want to interview you about it, but like how does it help you deal with your experience? Sitting right. here, to be real with you, uh, I'm not as far as like, and Kayla can vouch for me on this, I am not a, when it comes to certain things, I'm emotionally stunted. I'm not a crier. Like, horrible shit can happen. I'm not going to cry. But listening to you talk to it was really, like, it was starting to make my eyes, like, tear up just because, like, I could see your hand shaking and I could see how it hit yeah. you. Yeah. And it just, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like. You're reliving it's, the It's moment. like in group when, like, uh, like you have people that went through the same kind mm-hmm. of trauma talking about it. And yes. And it just hits because it triggers. Because I can, things that you're struggling to describe and you're like, this doesn't, this isn't going to make sense to you. Mm-hmm. because of this 
but you're describing it and hearing somebody describe something that you, you yourself have tried through, to describe, like, and you, you know you can't explain it to yeah. any other people. And it's just like you know what they're talking about, and it's it's it sucks because I by you talking about that, I'm like I know what he felt mm-hmm. like, but on top of that, it's like it's also nice because you're like somebody somebody else went sucks. through it. Like, yeah. and it yeah. makes you feel a slight it makes you feel slightly less crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You're never gonna feel completely <laughs> not crazy because yeah. like the shit. Your whole life, you are told by people, your parents, your authority figures, uh, that there is no monster under your bed. There yeah. is no ghost. There. Exactly. But then when it comes to you, and to you, and it affects your life, it's, it's different. Very and this goes with everything. This goes with cryptids. There's people like Bigfoot's not real until you talk to that person that whole life has been changed by an encounter Ooh. with something mm-hmm. and they get to spend the rest of their life being told they're crazy or feeling like they're crazy. The the way I look at it, I am a skeptic, um, but I am not a skeptic in the way that, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptic because I have not experienced anything like this, but I hope you never do. Like, yeah, well, that's it. Like, <laughs> like, it would be nice to never experience anything like this, but to hear the stories from the, especially the people I know, yeah. the people who this person has never shown a sign of being crazy. Why would they make something or, or being a liar? Why would they make something like yeah. this up? It's it's not a matter of I want to discredit what what it is. It's it's I want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's not real, I want to know what led what what led to an event like that yeah. happening. Uh, what is the series of events that propelled this person to believe these things? Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm more agnostic about it than in denial about it because mm-hmm. I can't speak to your experience. I can't speak to the experience of somebody who has had a Bigfoot encounter. I can't speak to the experience of your mother and your grandmother. Um, but I, I just, I, it, it just leaves me with so not many. knowing. Especially, yeah. like yeah. I said, I've never had anything like this happen to me. I've been through periods of my life where I absolutely would have been a prime target, but I was never in a situation for a prime target for something to attach yeah. itself to me. But I've never, it, during that time in my life, I was not anywhere where you something was pre existing yeah. that could have attached mm-hmm. to me. Gotcha. Uh, and so it's just lacking that, that, that point of reference or an event that would give me that knowledge or give me that understanding that or experience. that chance to relate. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. That real lived experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's why we did this in the first place. Like I said, we joke all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's absolutely... I feel like we weren't joking a whole lot. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, but we started this because we want to we want to shed light on people's experiences and stuff out there and let the listeners come to their conclusions. Uh, nothing is set in stone. Like I said, there's people that have had experiences and that is fact for them. And there's people yep. that haven't. Mm-hmm. And so there's two sides of the story. There always will be. Yeah. And I think, uh, like, like my goals for this is to share people's stories, to dispel some of the stuff that gets played up to market something. Like when we talked about the Winchester house, I yeah. was, I, I, talked about how it's it's now owned by an amusement park company and yeah. it's, it's it very much feels like a lot of the stuff is being played up just to get people to go oh there yeah for, money. for profit gain yeah or those whatever. are the things i want to be able to dispel 
while giving people the chance to tell their story, share their story, and un- realize that they're not alone in their experience. Uh, like, like you both said, you both have been through uh, similar but different experiences yeah. uh, that you can take comfort in knowing you're not the only person in the world who has had that experience. Yeah, thank you if for it's that, something, Logan. <laughs> yeah. like, like even opening up awesome. a little bit. Yeah, and <laughs> in, in, in like a, a, a pure, a, a fully skeptic idea, even if it was something like mental and not, uh, uh, not, not an action. Say the paranormal's not actually real, and it's something purely mental. At least you know that you're not the only person in the world who has gone through yeah. that psycholog- psychological event. That's a really or good. Way if to the think paranormal about it. truly does exist, yeah. again, it's not. It's not solely picking you out right. yeah. of everyone in the world. There's other people experiencing it. And you can, again, not feel like you're going crazy because mm. there are people who can... Validate you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, right. be, that being said, like if, if you do have an experience and that you would like to talk through it, feel free to reach out to us at the United States at Paranormal at gmail.com or any of our social platforms. Because we, that's how I'm meeting you. Uh, you yeah. sh- you shot us an email, <laughs> yeah. and I've just, I'm sitting here to listening to you. Like, I feel like we've had a connection, and absolutely, it, it helps to talk about it. Just like with any kind of trauma, yeah. it yes. does help to talk. You don't have to go in details. If you're like me, and you don't want to f- flesh out your story in fear of it bringing something back up, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you can still. You can still unload. You can still talk. And the and awesome is when awesome thing is when you find someone who knows what you're talking about. You don't even have to go into detail because they just understand. Yeah, it. And exactly. then you just have like, that mutual connection. Yeah, you're like, yeah. we don't need to go into detail. I mean, like, Logan <laughs> did a very good job of like talking for me. She's like, I know. Like, yeah, I appreciate. It. Like, it was thick. That's the only way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was dense. This is the first opportunity we've had to have somebody on and get them to tell their story. And I have to say, like, I. I like I, I enjoy doing the research uh, and presenting stuff and sharing some of these, especially uh, some of these well-known stories, lesser-known stories. But to get people's personal stories, I feel to me is much more meaningful uh, than presenting a story that maybe everybody's heard of, maybe nobody's yeah. heard yeah. of, but has in some way been shared. When there are right. so many people out there who haven't had the chance to share their story. Yeah, and so I thank you for uh, really coming out here and sharing the, these two stories with us because they yeah. were both fantastic. Like Absolutely. I said to you before, anytime you're in our neck of woods, hit us up. I'd love to be back in the studio with you. You could sit in on one of our cases or Absolutely. just talk some more. Uh, like I said, it's just reach out, people. Uh, yeah. You don't have to be alone. It, like I said, it's easier said than done, but it helps. It yeah. really does. Don't suffer in your silence, people. Yeah, that's the one thing you could take away for us this episode mm-hmm. is there are there are other people out there like you that have experienced similar things in all aspects of life. Yes, not just through the paranormal. This yeah. is uh, I will before I wrap up. I want to say, uh, Bose, come home. <laughs> we we miss you. We know words were exchanged and feelings were hurt, but we love you and come back, buddy. Whenever you're done doing what you're doing. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Ashley for coming in and helping us. It was and so much fun. Yet again. Very surreal because I listen to a lot of podcast <laughs> content. So it's kind of cool to be on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So likewise, like I consume a lot of podcast content from a variety of different things. Yep. Um, I think I mentioned earlier that I did a lot of like production work for a podcast that specifically 
did horror content, so you know, be able to talk about my own horror story really is. Well, I mean, on the talk of great. on the talk of somber stuff that we talked about with death and paranormal and spirits and everything, it is cool knowing that we're putting something out there that will still be out there in some shape or form, and we're all gone too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So eventually, at one point. We'll be, be reaching out from beyond the grave. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. It could be a hundred years from now, and someone finds, like, oh, who are these assholes? Yeah, one day I might be the spirit that's isolating somebody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ironic shit. Uh, hey, go listen to this podcast, yeah. man. Again, invading their dreams. Ooh, anal tuberculosis. Yeah, I, was saying, I, was, I was literally about to say, like, Mom, there's a, there's, a, there's a ghost in my room talking about anal tuberculosis. He bends over and tucks from his butt, man. <laughs> like Ace Ventura. Who's Ace Ventura? <laughs> but again, I want to thank Felipe for you drove a long ass time to come here. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you coming down to talk to us anytime you want to do it again. Absolutely. You guys uh, are great. Keep doing what you're doing. Maddie, thank you thank for setting you. up and everything and uh, being my partner in crime here, for lack of better terminology. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll uh, never abandon you, Logan. <laughs> unlike some people. <laughs> but hopefully, we'll have Bose back in the studio next time and he can present a story. Yeah. Uh, we miss him. Kind of. Anyway, this has been the United States of Paranormal Podcast. I'm Matt. Logan. Felipe. And Ashley. Y'all keep it spooky. To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment Productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter, at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.